What's happening, people? This your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco, and welcome to this episode, man. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, type in This Ain't No Podcast, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Also, This Ain't No Podcast, and if you have any questions, you have any topics you want us to discuss for next episode, hit us up on Gmail at thisaintnopodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at notapodcast, N-O-T-T-A podcast. A lot, but hey, we try to make it. Come on, baby. Don't you forget, this ain't no podcast. They don't make teachers like that when I they ain't make them like that when I was a kid. You no, know? I mean, when I was a kid, they would still have fucking uh shoulder pads in their yeah, dresses. Yo, and shit. Yeah, <laughs> ew. The big, the big bodied hair and shit like that. Yeah, with the Mike Allstott neck roll with yeah. the blazer. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, about my man. He was like, a beast. He was a beast. <laughs> but he had that big ass neck roll, you know what I'm saying? They had the double breasted, you know what I mean? I remember I had an English teacher. She always wore a double blessed double breasted blazer, yo. But she had ass though. As a matter of fact, the, the sub I was talking about, she even had a British accent. Oh. First black British chick I ever met in my life when I was a kid. You fell in love with her? I, and I hadn't met another one until I was in New York City as a young twenty-something-year-old. Uh, mm. Was she? That is rare. Was she sexy? Your teacher? Hard to tell because when I was a kid, again back then, you know, your perception was kind of. Yeah. Well, no, she was cute as a motherfucker. <clears throat> cute as a motherfucker. Sexy. Sexy is defined by. The face, the hair, the body, the whole nine. Back then, dress codes was different. <laughs> Did your pee pee go up? <laughs> Did your pee pee rise when you seen it? Yo? I was a young <laughs> man, a young my pee pee. I couldn't even jerk it back then. <laughs> I don't believe that with you, yo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you came out jerking, yo. <laughs> I was touching myself here and there back then. <laughs> See what it do? What's this thing? Just fiddling with it. <laughs> That's where the phrase "pluck it like a guitar" came from. <laughs> Just strumming that thing. Ding 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 ding. That's where Jimi Hendrix was his hero. <laughs> Like Mr. Gibbs, put your dick away. <laughs> this is English class. <laughs> hey yo, for real yo. Shout out to Gibbs for being nasty for, from day one. <laughs> day one, saying. doing face melters. Where's my ox, man? Let's start this thing. Y'all ready to start this thing? Let's hit it. Y'all can't hear the music. Sure. Anyway. Let's go, man. Hold up. I just want to talk my shit in the beginning. Let's go. Let's get it. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're back. Ooh, it feels good. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We in the dojo too. Do y'all feel that? Y'all feel that energy? We ten toes down in here. Yeah. Y'all can't stop us, man. Uncle Buck just pulled up in the panorama, ram around. Shining. Giz is over here too, nigga. Shout out to A Mart. Shout out to B Prince. Hold up, let's go. I forty with a Glock forty, X twenty one with a bad bitch. Kinda food you with her attitude, she get mad quick, she wanna add kiss. Leave her ass in the past tits. Can't chase a hoe with a bag it. Won't speak on wax, I'ma crash tits. If I say it's up, can't get past it. Diamonds on me, water, different color, anytime piece, diamond bag it. Inside the bitch, slim all the She a head monster, I ain't smash shit. She see a ticket, ain't no free admission. Ask me why I'm tripping, why you ask that? And my other bitch, she a gutter bitch, she a hustle quick, selling last hits. Get up and go get a fast chick. Did dope come from Cali, can't pass it. I'm pushing it, wait on my last 
set in the images, some I ain't had yet. Had to locate the plug up on map quit. He ain't want me to know where the trap is. Off a of perky, ain't even relapse shit. I've been rapping eight months, I ain't capped yet. I put pressure on nigga to rap back. Hey. I'ma die for that shit in the rap back. Hey. All the time I had bows in the hatchback. Hey. Made a deal off a of picture oh, from Snapchat. <laughs> Blake Griffin, the boat told him tap tap. I'm start sweating in here. Let me turn this down a little bit, man. Turn it down a little bit. Let me turn it down a little bit, man. Come on, come on, come on. Just a taste. Just a scooch. <laughs> Just a scooch, man. You know what I'm saying? Can I do my intros? Let's do our intros. Right? You, man. Yeah. Who oh, I got to my right? Uncle Buck. You ready? Hit him. You look ready. Hit him. B B B. Big Buck brand. Big Buck Industries is in the building. Still. And Mrs. Buck. Yes. The Bucks. Yes. The only sponsors of the podcast, man. We're trying to, you know, it's we, it's been a rough year. We're trying to get them off of that, get that off their back. They get back on track on you know on a number of different fronts. Come on, man! Can the people help us help the Bucks? <laughs> they tired of supporting our asses, yo. Please help us. Emphatically, Please, vocabulary words. Emphatically, for the love of God, get these niggas <laughs> some sponsors. <laughs> For the love of God, shout out to them, man. You know what I'm saying? Who I got in front of me? Got Giz. Got Giz. I was keep wanting to do your tagline, but I ain't, I ain't doing it, yo. <laughs> Not today. Got earning back, right? Not today, man. <laughs> shout out to A. Martin, man. He in NY. Uh, don't know why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just said, I gotta go. Yeah, he said, I gotta go. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> got things to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, more important things. He's gonna do his part out there. He think he's low. I know what you're doing, man. <laughs> We, you thought we forgot about your little your 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 podcast with Malik Shabazz and them. That's yo. right. Moonlight. You thought we forgot, yo. <laughs> you thought we forgot with you and Muhammad, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Infringement. <laughs> you and Muhammad Farid and all them, yo. <laughs> you think we forgot, man? But shout out to A Martin. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to B Prince and this your boy Fish Montana, aka L Pesco. Before we start, man, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Not a podcast. N O T T A podcast. You got a bag for us. We will come through. All of us are gonna fit in the panorama ram a ram. You know what I'm saying? Driven by Uncle Buck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we're gonna pull up. Make sure you hit us up. T'Challa. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you hit us up on Gmail. This ain't no podcast at gmail.com. Also check out our artwork and videos and things like that, man, on IG. Artwork made by B Prince, the one and only. Follow us on there. This ain't no podcast. Put the ad in front of that. Fellas, we here. Yes. Uh, we missed a few episodes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but we back. You know, now we do. We always yeah. we always veer off for a little bit, but when we come back, like it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like riding a bike. We're really in episode. Right one, right? Uh, Tell me we one, did one. Yeah. One. One. Mm-hmm. one. Yeah. One, I think. Yeah, I fucked up and, you know, I dropped the ball. <laughs> Left the damn hard drive here. But look, man, it's cool. It's cool. But um, before we, like, I don't, before we get into, like, if we get into topics and things like that, uh, I want to know how y'all feeling for real. Just don't give me no bullshit neither, yo. Everything's fine. Yeah, no. everything good, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm living, maintaining. How you? <laughs> no, I want how, you, how are y'all feeling, man? Because, you know. We haven't we missed a, we missed a, uh, an episode, all right? Yeah. And we all had to regroup. Yeah. So now that we're all back here together, I just want to know were you guys able to, you know, uh 
what happened in those past weeks? You know what I'm saying? Not just what happened, but like with yourselves, yourselves, you know what I'm saying? And your mental state. Like, what's going on? Yes, you want to kick it off or? Yeah. All right. I mean, um, I'll say this. Like, during that time, I think everybody, especially in this day and age, you need those, um, what do they call that work? Those uh, mental health days. Mm-hmm. You know, you need that time off to go ahead and kind of like just recharge. Um, just make sure that you write. Not only like uh, I guess these days like physically, but emotionally. You know, there's been a lot of shit <laughs> that's been going down. Um, heavy, you know, heavy stuff. You know, and I, I don't want to go into like deep, deep details, but I will say this: um, it, it it often seems that in life it, it takes unfortunate events for you to go ahead and kind of put life in perspective sometimes stuff like realizing that you got, you know, really appreciate the, the small things in life. Right. Um, appreciate the people around you, um, whether it's family or, or friends and just like really bring them in close. Oftentimes we get too caught up in just life. Um, particularly when it comes to like, you know, friends where you used to be able to chop it up from when you were young, and when I say young, that includes like in, in my case, like in your twenties and stuff, where you feel like, oh, we're gonna keep this up forever, and then next thing you know, boom, you know, you got kids, boom, you married, boom, I got a house, <laughs> boom, I'm, I'm in a career, and almost unbeknownst to you, things that you used to hold dear just happen to go ahead and kind of get replaced by other things. And I don't think it's a reflection so much as or or anything malicious. Let me put it like that. I think it's just like I said, life happens, and um. You know, it, again, it, it it takes um like honestly bullshit sometimes to happen where you kind of look at yourself and like, man, you know what, I can do better. But you know what, I feel like what what you just said with that is like, yeah, we don't we never notice it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't notice it because you know, just how I feel like we're set up to live life. You know what I'm saying? The way they you know they teach us that we should live life. The rat race. The rat race. You know what I'm saying? Where we're working to get this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when we pass on to leave this for our children, which we should want to do, you know what I'm saying? But that can, you know, deter from us actually living this life. If you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're living, but are you living for what you, the life that you feel like you should want to live? Are you seeing the things you want to see? Are you spending the time with the people you want to spend time with? Trying to find that balance, basically. Yeah, and it's like, it's. I feel like the balance... It's a strange balance just because of, you know, again, just how life is set up because we're all about, you know, getting that dollar, providing, you know, you got to provide, you got to survive, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you need the money, you're going to need this to pay your bills and eat and, you know, pay for school for your children and things like that. But you also want to, you know, have moments and you want to spend quality time and do all these things with your family. You feel what I'm saying? So... You know, I feel like, you know, we shouldn't beat ourselves up when it comes to wanting to reach out there. Because, again, with life happens. Now, if you try, you should try to reach out. The best we could do is try. You know what I'm saying? Because we live in our lives. We live in our own as adults. Y'all know how it happens. You know what I'm saying? We grow up. We may not be even into the same things that we used to be into. But, you know, I feel like we should at least try to make these moments for yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Try to make these moments. Try to reach out. Just 
give you know just try for you not even just for the other people for yourself you know what i'm saying because i remember shaq yo shaq when kobe passed away mm-hmm. he was like i got in the shoulda mode yeah. shoulda did this i should have mm-hmm. called i should have did did it up did it up and it's like you know and when Shaq said that, I was—I didn't take it the way it's like, damn, Shaq ain't talking. It was more so like he a grown man, and he's Shaq. He's got this going on, that going on. He's got how many, what, four-something mm-hmm. kids, whatever. And it's hard when you get into your own mode and set. It's like, That's why it's like I don't never, you know, I wish people wouldn't get in that mindset because, you know, that's just the life that, you know, they teach us to live gets us distracted. You feel me? So it's not anyone's fault, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't. Sure. I should. I feel like. I mean, it's a natural feeling to probably feel like that, but it just happened, Joe. You feel what I'm saying? Like it happens. No, absolutely. I mean, and to that point, yeah, often sounds like how I talk to, you know, um, the customers I work with and stuff. Where, you know, you're preaching to them, trying to coach them up, and I'm like, you never want those three devils hanging over your head. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. um, um, three devils. I like that. <laughs> that yeah, but like that phrase. you, to your point, sometimes unbeknownst to you, you kind of fall into that. Um, I was about to say trap, and again, it's not so, so much a trap, but you kind of fall into, you know, um, I would say complacency. I think it's a trap. I think you know, trap um, is a good word. You know, um, and and it's hard for me to use trap because, like I said, I don't think more times than that it's not anything malicious but i think another thing that we take advantage of is this time where how many times us at this table um we've gotten a text from somebody and you know you kind of see it you kind of glance at it real quick like oh so-and-so reaching out you know what i'm saying it's like well i'm gonna hit him back later you know and you just kind of brush it off and you go about your business and then you kind of forget about it and again it's not the malicious stuff you just again other things just come into play i'm the king of that by the way and and then, like in hindsight, later turns into six months. Later turns into a year. Sometimes later turns into years, plural. And um, before you know, it, you're like, "Damn, where did time go? Mm-hmm. Man, we could have been doing this. We could have, you know." And then you, and then that's when that regret starts coming into play. Like, geez, man, like it would have been great. Like we could have got the kids together. Now they grown, and you know they don't know or. Man, you know, there's been so many opportunities. I would have, I would have loved to have been there for this. And man, I wish they were around for that. And you just kind of like dumbfounded. At least I know I, I've been guilty of of that, like feeling dumbfounded. And uh, you know, and I was telling you guys um, offline, um, you know, one of the closest buddies I've had like in life. Um, we kind of fell into that. Um, and I would say on both sides, I can admit my faults, you know, with it. And um. Again, it took like events where, and, and actually a little bit before that, he had been on my mind. Like, you, you ever get that con? Like, man, something's on my heart, and I just need to, you know, you kind of have to act on it. Like, I just need to reach out and stuff. And, you know, that's why I was like, I, I just gotta do this. And, you know, I reached out like, yo, it's been a minute. I know some, you know, a lot um, happened. And particularly, you know, he's been going through some stuff um, that he expressed like a few months um, to that point. And once again, that's what I mean about like you look at it and just kind of let it ride. But I was like, you know what? Come on through. Let's, let's chop it up, man. Let's, let's catch up. And um, that happened this past weekend. And when I tell you, like, and again, I'm, and I just said uh, again offline, like I'm com- comfortable enough to say this, like, tear of joy almost came on my eye. Like, you know, just being able to put my eyes, you know, on him, and you know, he brought the kids over and stuff. And I'm talking about like, you know, our kids, like we're playing um, together, and just 
almost like when we were like uh, teenagers and you kind of like, you know, you just say stuff like, oh, maybe great. You know, we're going to do this and our kids, gonna, you know, and you have all these dreams and aspirations. And the fact that at least for that moment in time, like it's actually happening. Dude, like my heart was so full. But do you think it's hard for like men to do that? As far as like, let's, let me put, let me say it like this. Here's an example, right? Mm. I have a home girl. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brianna. I'm not shout her out. She, uh, she told me like every Sunday, her and her, um, her home girls go out to brunch, mm. and they just talk about like talk, talk like yeah. about how they feel about life, where they want to be. Are they sad? Are they happy? What's making them sad? What's making them happy? You know, they get deep into these. You know, they get into real life conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all just, oh man, you know, you check the game out, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but most, I feel like men would get to if we met up and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, do y'all feel like it's, like, as far as us as men, it, why, why can't we do that more? Because, well, I don't know if it's happening. I just know I haven't seen it or heard of it where it's just us men get together chilling like like in the setting we are in now mm-hmm. or at a bar or something and they just express themselves on how they really feel to their friends does that happen no why do y'all think that is yeah not really why is that because we're conditioned to not do that yeah you're conditioned that if you do that it's considered soft mm-hmm. and then you're conditioned that if you do that and you talk about it and discuss it you know one of your guys next to you gonna call you soft or why you yeah, doing that weak. and questioning it and stuff like that, you know. And you're not conditioned to understand that even though you are a man or a young boy growing up that you can, you know, you can feel. It's okay to feel. Mm. This is life. Mm. Feel everything like take it all in. You got fucking five senses, use all them shits. It's not Five senses only use three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tuck the mother shit mm-hmm. away. Right. <laughs> Before a rainy day. Right. right. <laughs> Not <laughs> even a rainy day. Like, use them shits. You know what I'm saying? Like, like breathe the fresh air in around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk, communicate. You know, express your feelings. You know, cry if you need to. Like, all those things. Like, we don't do that. Mm. And, you know... Like I said, like I saw you guys earlier and I said moving forward, I just want to hug. Like when we see each other, hug it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, no more fist bumps, no more dapping up. Just hug it out. Great hug, by the way. Thank you. I felt mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of energy <laughs> came from that hug. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice. you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but you know, we condition just to do you know dap it up. You know what I'm saying? That's a cool thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, man, nah, like we don't we don't do that stuff. Like most of the time, guys, like they don't want to link up. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just step out. Get a drink or two. You know what I'm saying? Like, chop it up. Stuff like that. Nah, like, FaceTime, you nigga. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't conditioned to do stuff like that. That's that's what it is. Mm. Nah, yeah. I, and I, you know what? And then it's like, that's why niggas be self-imploding. And we have, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> heart problems and shit. Like, bad blood. Like, I really, I really believe, like, that shit comes from just built-up emotion, yo. That's why, I like, the older men back then, like the fifties mm-hmm. and, and the, you know, what I'm saying forties, fifties, sixties, all that, they died so early, yo, because they weren't allowed to be emotional. 
it's had funny. to be tough back then because of the times. I was thinking, especially black men. Oh yeah, but I wanted to say black men, but yeah. you know, just it's men what it too. is. Yeah, say yeah, it. black men for real. Black men yeah. had to be warriors. I was thinking literally what both of you guys just said just now, but I was holding it. I was, I was like, back in the day, like that's why they were like just dropping or. If they're still living, they just age so much because you're holding so much in. You know what I'm saying? And it's literally eating away at you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree with um, definitely different times, harder times. Um, Was it like the greatest generation? You know, some of the people that kind of moved America forward. Basically, all men. It's not just white men. It's all people. You know what I'm saying? That move this forward. You know, they don't give enough credit to like people of color that contributed um, to stuff from that day. But I would say that, um, yeah, it's just as much as they did, I feel like they sacrificed pieces of themselves in order to go ahead and, I guess, achieve, I guess, what you would call success or, you know, whether it's like big success um, or even like, it's not viewed as success, but anytime that, you know, people are like raising a family, you achieve this, the quote unquote American dream. In my, my opinion, that's the, you know, that's a success, you know, in my book what have you, but you sacrifice so much of yourself to get to that point. In some respects, was it really worth it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, you got this and the third. Did you get a chance to actually enjoy the spoils? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, because how many times, shit, like, sometimes um, perception is reality. When we watch these movies um, where they're doing period pieces and they, you know, that matriarch or whatever, like, um, or patriarch, excuse me, um, passes away and they talk about like, oh yeah, you know, he was a this man and that man. And they were talking about like, you know, really like the family, a lot of times it's like who he was in terms of like work and, you know, just like, you know, doing this in a third, but in terms of actually being like a person, person, they don't really mention that. And there's a reason for it. Other people interpret it. What we're talking about now, other people take it the same exact way where like, they were like, hard hard you know what i'm saying versus actually being able to emote kind of show another side of them see and then I, that's why i have to go back to like the society we're in where we are taught to you work until you know you get to you need to have this amount of money so you can have this house backyard all this stuff you know what i'm saying and some people try to work so hard to get this but they blinded about the other things you know what i'm saying so I was just telling Mrs. Buck upstairs, right? We're having a conversation and kind of similar to what we're talking about now. And uh, I brought up Bob Marley, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Bob Marley he was in the interview. I'm, y'all might be familiar if, uh, you know, he was in this interview. And the interviewer asked, you know, do you, do you care about riches or, you know, material things? He said, he said Bob Marley said, what you, what you mean riches? What, 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 what riches? He said, well, you know, material things, money. Well, he said, oh, that's rich to you. You know what I'm saying? He said it. He said, oh, that's what rich is to you? I'm rich mm-hmm. in spirit. I'm rich in health. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm rich in... And he just... He said it, and it was like, you know, he said, money is like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Money is just paper. You know what I mean? Riches to me is my family, my health, my my peace of mind. You feel what I'm saying? And that's, I feel like, how it should be, but just how things are set up to where, especially in America, we have to have... Uh, happiness success equals happiness you know what I'm saying success equals happiness not me spending time with y'all here you know what I'm saying not watching my kids grow up or spending time teaching them this doing that 
No, you need to work. You need to have this. You need to pay for that. And you, if you're not able to pay for this, you're not rich. You feel me? You're not worth anything. And it just, to me, it just, that just the whole system that we're all in, you feel what I'm saying? It just blinds us from what really we should be caring about. Rich to me is the legacy, again, like, you know, RP, but Uncle Logan. Mm. That's a rich man. Man. That's a rich man. He, we talked about offline too. Um, that service, how packed that church was. And I'm talking about one of those huge mega churches. And he filled that thing up from friends, family, work colleagues, all showed up and turned up, you know what I'm saying? In celebration of that man's life. And prior to, you know, that point, thinking back as far as like how just, I guess, happy, how full he was, um, just hanging around his family. Um, <laughs> all of us at this table right now, we know how much he loved um, our aunt, like worshipped her. You know what I'm saying? I think he expressed it a little too much. He <laughs> 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 so said something I did not need to hear. But yeah. yes, he loved he loved our aunt. I mean, but you, you get, so. I'm talking about you get no, what I'm yeah, saying. Of course, yeah. yeah, I get it. You know, but and, and I, I say it like that as far as like someone that was able to show himself. That, that's mm-hmm. that's the reason why I'm using the, um, the phrases and stuff like that. That's somebody who got to a point in life where, you know what? I don't care. This is me. I'm happy. Mm. You know, it's about me doing this to go ahead and, you know, put for, um, to make my family happy. And in return, that makes me happy. And I'm going to let them know that I'm going to be around. I'm doing this and basically set up his chessboard. And um, yeah. And then like you look back in, I mean, not even look back, look forward now and, and you kind of see what he helped create. In my estimation, he's a rich man. Yeah. If I can achieve half that, <laughs> you know, I, I think I lived a damn good life. See, I'm trying to reach that. I'm not there yet. I'm be honest with y'all. Like, I'm not there at that point, yo. I would love to be there. You know what I'm saying? Where I just can appreciate stuff around me. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to fight for, you know, materialistic things or like, and not just materialistic as far as like jewelry and shit like that. It's like, you know, I got to keep the house, you know what I'm saying? Pay the bills and all that shit, which, you know, we need to do. But, I, you know, I'm still striving to get to that point where I can just wake up, appreciate my son is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's over there. He's happy. He smiles all the time. He's laughing all the time. You know what I'm saying? He's enjoying his life. You know what I'm saying? So now, I know that, but sometimes I can get distracted from that. You know what I'm saying? From all the shit that's put here where I need to, where they say I need to worry about. You know what I'm saying? So. See, I, and maybe, I, of course, I'm biased because I'm cluing myself in this. I think half the battle is just for us at least recognizing that this is a thing. The fact that we're talking about it now. The hard part is, but I think the worthwhile part at the same time is how we go about working to achieve that and make sure that that becomes a cost in our life versus us being involved in the rat race. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we've already achieved that that balance. You're going to have trials and tribulations. That's just life in general. I'm not naive to that. But when you get to the point where that's minimized and you're to the point where you're so comfortable that you're able to go ahead and kind of just maintain, you know, that perfect balance where I'm serving my purpose in terms of, um, you know, whether my craft, whatever you want to call it, as well as, taking in the important things in life which is the family 
friends, um, being loved and loving, you know, other people and stuff. That's the part that gets lost in the conversation more times than that. And then that's why I go back to my original point. The fact that we're even just discussing it now, I think that's important just because that means we recognize it. We recognize that this should be highlighted a bit more versus the rat race, the materialistic things and stuff. And um, I'm going to claim it like we're going to get there. It's, it's, it's a work in progress right now. And, you know, you you know, you dip your put a toe in it. Sometimes it comes back out. But the fact that I at least got a little bit, a little bit of taste of that water, that, that thimble full, you know, I, I, I'm like, OK, I got a taste for this now. I, I need a little bit more and constantly working to go ahead and get a bit more every day. You know what I'm saying? I guess, like, for me, it's never really been about the rat race and keeping up for everybody else. I've always kind of just done my own thing. Whatever it is, I've kind of felt like I'm interested in, I just do it and then create more out of that. Um, I will say I have gotten caught up in my own way of you find success in something and then you keep pushing to get better at that thing you've created and then in the process you miss out on a lot of opportunity on a lot of just everything i mean you know we've talked about on here how i'm always gone or i'm always just missing out on family functions and things like that just due to work and business and stuff like that and i get fulfilled out of the joy of succeeding in said business and i found that i'm excellent at it and yeah, the success is cool and you can sit and look around you and say, yeah, you know, you're comfortable in your home and things like that. But then in hindsight, the reality is, you know, there is, um, you know, a, a void in missing out on the opportunities to just connect with family, connect with friends and things like that. And then before you know it, you look around and you find that you're alone pretty much all the time. So is it like, like, how does it, how does it balance itself out? You know, you can try to create balance, but then you find yourself in a point where, where you're in high demand. Do you just say no? Do you, you you just take for granted what has been around for so many years, you know, like, well, I've done this, I've experienced this family, I've experienced this and this for years and years and years, but this right here, this moment right here, this is opportunity. You know, you got to take advantage of it. And then before you can blink, it's probably been like four years in, you know, and you, you've missed out on so much. You know, and then when things get taken away from you unexpectedly, um, you know, it becomes, you just, it puts perspective in your life on what matters most, you know. So you just have to take a step back and try to reevaluate what's important, you know, values, sure. The network you created, at the end of the day, you created that. You have it in you to summon that up whenever need be. 
that's not going nowhere as long as you constantly massage it. But your those personal relationships, family, like that's what matters most, you know. And I, I've never been the type of individual that's like been about high in this and da 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 da. Like I've always just tried to maintain a simple quality way of living. You know what I mean? That's very comfortable for me and my family and that I enjoy because my life is my life. It's not for everybody else. So what I enjoy, I don't expect anybody else to enjoy. It's for me, you know. But um, it even with that, and, and me being that type of person, it's very easy to fall victim to getting caught up in your own, um, getting caught up in your own way. You know, I guess getting high on your own. Success, you know, and you, you can kind of lose lose your way along the way, but um, yeah, that 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 rat race is a motherfucker. Well, can I ask you something? Yeah. Since you are a uh, you know businessman, self made, you know, got your own company and things like that, and you just said what you said, is there a balance? Do you yeah. think there can be a balance between uh? Being the top of top of your game, working, make sure your your company mm. that you built from the ground up, make sure it's at where you you know successful, runs smoothly, blah 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 blah. But you also, like you said, uh, also what you said, you want to keep, you want to have these moments. You know what I'm saying? With your family, with your you know uh, personal uh, uh, time with everyone. You know what I'm saying? Can there be a balance? Yeah, there can be. Um, you you have to you have to create it, and whoever whoever you're partnered with, you have you have to be on the same page to create that balance, and you both have to n- nurture that balance. That's really what it takes, and what I mean by it takes both is. When you see the person who's engulfed in to the building of something from nothing, you 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 have to be you have to be able to reel them back in to the scope of reality, you know. Because when you're when you're building a company from zero, that is the hardest shit to do. There's no. I mean, there's just books you can read and study on, but there's no experience like real life experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing it, and if you become, if you're fortunate enough to become successful to do it, you end up having two families that you have to take care of. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's hard for motherfuckers to take care of one family if you if you're even willing to do that, right? So you have to take care of two families. Now, one family really helps set up your main family. Right, and your your main way of living. So now you're trying to nurture that family to make sure your way of living can be conducive on both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to get lost in it, but if you have a solid partner who can kind of like reel you back in, you can find that balance. And it also takes you as an individual to recognize when you're straying too far away to kind of pull yourself back in. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. I, I saw something that um. It was uh, Brandon Marshall and his show, 
where he talked about that same thing where he was like um he read a book and i cannot remember the name of the book he read but he said that it was a thing of um he talked about how your work life and your business is i guess the rubber ball right you balance it you balance it you've built it already mm-hmm. and you keep balancing it and that thing's gonna keep bouncing right back into your hand right but then, like, your personal life is like the glass ball. You balance it, it's going to crack. Balance mm-hmm. it, it keeps cracking. More cracks until you keep balancing it, and it just shatters. You know what I mean? And that, in a nutshell, is what we're talking about. Like, you have to be able to really understand, like, that glass ball you have that's your personal life. You have to take care of that more. You know what I'm saying? You 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 have to... Take advantage of every opportunity that is awarded to you to ensure that that is intact because that rubber ball over here is going to keep bouncing back because you've built that already. You know what I mean? Like that that network is sustainable at this point. If you're fortunate enough to get it so many years in where it's sustainable, it's sustainable, you know? But you have to step away from that and be confident in that sustainability to come back over here to your personal life and make sure that that glass ball ain't going to break and shatter, you know? So it is possible. It's just from personal experience, it is difficult to pry yourself away from this over here that you created from nothing. You know what I mean? And honestly, keep it real, I don't know if it's a God complex type of thing, you know what I mean? Which is why it's so hard for people because, like, I built this mm-hmm. with these hands here. You know that type of shit, right? I don't know if it's a god complex or it's like I, I just need to just and you forget about what got what got you going. What got me going from the jump was family, mm-hmm. was building something bigger and better than I could foresee. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's definitely possible, but it, it definitely takes a village to keep it all reeled in. Well, that's why that's why I ask because I feel like you know I I don't got my own company I never started but I just feel like I know we had a conversation a while ago about people that have these uh, mentalities right they brought up Vince McMahon mm-hmm. uh, Kobe Bryant Michael Jordan these people that have these mentalities of being the top the best doing all that and we also brought up sacrifice you know what I'm saying these people had to sacrifice you know what I'm saying time. Mm-hmm. An effort. Ric Flair, we brought up. He sacrificed time with his family because he wanted to be, you know, the best wrestler and he wanted to, you know, he wanted to do these things and he, I guess, he got sucked into the lifestyle and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he was always on the road, basically. That's how it all started, where he started the drinking and stuff because he was on the road because he was always wrestling so he can be this and that. Vince McMahon. He, you know, built up, uh, took it from his father, but he made it his own creation, yeah. the WWE, you know what I'm saying? And then he, he he got his family involved, but he had to spend long nights, you know, yeah. doing things, you know, with for the company, stuff like that. Michael Jordan, you know, being Michael Jordan, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Kobe Bryant being in the gym and mm-hmm. just these big figures and things like that. And when I, that's why I asked you because you, you know, have your own company, you know what I'm saying? And I just see it seems to me from the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? The balance is not saying it can't be done because, you know, things can be done if you want to. But it just seems like the just the effort to just it's two different mentalities you got to have. And it's just a lot to 
give your energy. We're only one person. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You got so much time in the day. And just to have this in that, you know, to to be the boss, be a, be the boss that you are over here, be the family man that you are over here. I feel like there's just a lot of sacrifice that needs to happen. You know, that's why I ask, is the, can there be a balance? And how does that balance really... I mean, you just explained it, but it just to me, it just I don't know, man. Just there's little time in the day. I mean, yeah. you can do what you need to do, but I, man, it's just a lot, man. It's a it's lot for a human being. Extremely you know? difficult. <laughs> it's a yeah, lot it's for a human being. Mrs. Difficult. Buck is going through that now. Right, she got to take care of the kids, take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, seriously, no, seriously. She she runs the household. I have no problem saying that. And um, but we know, um, yeah, like doing the business. <laughs> It it takes a lot of time. You're talking about yeah. like, um, just the other night, uh, she was working. Um, she got a last minute call. Matter of fact, yesterday, and she had to submit something, um, like an invoice or something. And mind you, it's like 11:30 on a Sunday that she's gonna, you know, getting like a text or a message or whatever, and she has to respond to. No days off. Yeah, and then she's she's up like grinding, just like you know, typing in on top of all the stupid stuff I told y'all about offline that you know mm-hmm. that we dealt with um, about an hour prior to that. But she has to go ahead and put blinders on and just grind it out. And uh, she it's funny because she feels guilty on one hand. Like, I wish I could spend more time with the family, like X, Y, Z. But at the same time, yet to get this point, she feels like I have an obligation because the buck stops with me. And there are people count on me because mm-hmm. if I don't do this, you know, we don't get paid. <laughs> and therefore, that affects their livelihood. Right. You know, and I don't want that on my conscience. Um yeah, it's that give and take. As a matter of fact, it reminds me of that song that uh, J. Cole just came out with, Pride is the Devil. Mm. I, heard, I just heard the album. Yeah. Um, Fire album, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when, some of the stuff that he's talking about in that song, he was spitting some real shit. For real, you know. And, and this converse, this particular conversation right now kind of reminds me of that, where you were talking about like the God. God complex and, and, and I wouldn't say, not say God complex but you take pride in your work clearly I think anybody if you're about shit they say it like that you you do take it like that you you want to be taken seriously for your craft and particularly if you built something from the ground up yeah. it's that much more pride involved it's a, you have a personal it's a personal connection, yeah, connection I, to it. I, 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 I created this I did this so there's a bit more into that and you want to see it through to the end and sometimes even though you can step back it's kind of hard because once again, the buck stops with you. So I need to be intimately involved in all the decision making. And if it's going to go down, it's going to be because of me versus that's saying you can't trust. But in trusting someone and they're doing it while I'm off, you know, maybe tending the family or other things and stuff. And then God forbid the worst happens. Damn, I should have been there. Mm. Man, I, you know, this wouldn't happen if I was, you know, a lot of that goes through your mind. Man, it, it definitely does. And honestly, Speaking for me, I ain't gonna speak with nobody else, but speaking for me, I wish I can get a lot of just time back, but you can't. Um, because in business, you do have a lot of sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like you're just so concerned about that over there and the business and your staff and things like that, that you should be sleeping peacefully knowing that family is good, Food is on the table, things like that, and you get so caught up just in everyday living. It's not just even about business. It's just about everyday living. I think in business, 
I've had my sleepless nights. I know we, uh, um, Mrs. Buck. And she and definitely I discuss has about, and I try to coach her through how to get through those sleepless nights and stuff like that. And she's having them, like you have them. But I think aside from business, reg not regular, but people who just work in everyday jobs, like they have their sleepless nights because they have their own worries they're working about. But that goes to your point about that whole rat race thing. Mm-hmm. And if I think you can ease those tensions if you just focus on what's more important because what's important in front of you, your family, friends, and things like that, and those blessings that you have in your life, that can help guide you to that next day and, and empower you to get through that next day to do even better. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It just is different. Sometimes, it, that don't even work. Like, when I'm trying to initiate playtime and I'm in my silk drawers, Oh man, I've been, that's why I've been working out a little bit more, and I'm stressed out. Yeah, stressed and, out, yeah. You know, across the bed, like, hey, ooh, you know, kind of giving the cat call, and she just ignores me because she's like so caught up. And I'm like, poop, poop. <laughs> like, like you, you lay rose petals on the bed. And yeah, you know, she get the whole set out the way so you can lay down. <laughs> she's just so stressed out. <laughs> you go downstairs, get a Snickers. Like, I'm tired, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are these candles doing? <laughs> Blowing all the candles out. They cut the light on. Wax. Right? You know how much this costs? I gotta, I gotta build another 200 hours to go ahead and pay for all this. God, God. Stupid mother. She's just mumbling on her breath. <laughs> Takes the mood out of everything. Right. Uncle Buck puts his robe on. Just like, <laughs> put his confidence there. Right. And I put it, goes from an Audi to an <laughs> She's move right out of the room. Maybe tomorrow, then. <laughs> like, sorry, Miss Ma'am. Can I get you anything? No, just leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man. No, but I, I get what y'all saying, though. For real. Uh, Mrs. Buck said you need to stop saying that she gives you an allowance. Yeah, she did say she, that. She said that because she doesn't want the world to know that you're such a shitty husband. Yes. That she has to give you an allowance. Yeah. Yeah, she told me about that. That you just ain't shit. So she just got to keep paying you every damn week. She, she's like, fool, I'm a brand now. Don't you know this hurts the brand? You do not know who I am. Matter of fact, get out, my, get, out my, get out of my office. Close the door behind you. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, some dishes in the goddamn sink <laughs> that needs some cleaning, motherfucker. They'll be done. Expeditiously, be done. <laughs> <laughs> crying while I'm back out and just bowing. <laughs> no, man, but yeah, that's what, let's get off this, man, because you know, let's be. We, we started off a little sad, you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad, but we need. That's no, real life. No, 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 it's real it's life. Real talk, it's, no, it's real talk. It's real life. And I just want to say, you know, I'm. I, that's why I love coming to this pod, yo. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, men. You know, even though y'all are my brothers, I love y'all. I may not call y'all like and just be like, man, I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying for like just a vent and shit like that. Because you know, it's one, it's just that never was me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I never was that type of person. We got untrain our our thought. You know, our thought process, and we yeah, kind of relearn. Change. Yeah, yeah breaking yeah. the change of how we were conditioned and how our parents are conditioned and their parents and their parents like just start anew because our kids are going to see how we act and it's all about how. We can teach them to do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, let's start. Uncle Buck had a good. Let's start hitting a cigar, Bob. Yo, let's go. World's back open again, officially. Come on, baby. Yeah, At least huh? our state's uh, officially hey, back hey, open. Hey, hey, I'm getting my vet, my first vax on Wednesday. Hey, hey, hey my passport. Shot. Get my shot. Hey, hey, the I'm passport trying to travel, now. baby. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get that second get shot. That I'm gonna have stamp. a suitcase in my hand. <laughs> uh, you got your second stamp yet? <laughs> 
What did Mrs. Gibbs say? Like when her homegirl got her second shot, she treated herself to a purse, and she was like, "You know, it takes two weeks for it to fully right. You went to the store immediately after that. Second. What are you doing? Just went straight to the beach. She went straight to the mall, got herself a purse, taking pictures. She's like, "What are you doing? It takes two weeks." Went straight to the mall, just licking shit. I'm immune, baby. All these people around, like, selfie. Yeah, okay. Like what? Yo, I ain't gonna lie, it's been weird, like, since our, well, we're one of many states who's been locked down for so long, like, we just officially opened back up, shout out to that, um, we went to a restaurant for the first time, like, in ages, yeah, last it week. was a little weird, was it, weird? it was like our cousin's graduation party, and people stuff. weren't wearing masks, and I'm like, oh, you like closing your jackets up, like, what the, oh, give me a straw for everything, <laughs> extra napkins on the table, <laughs> Give me a uh, give me a, gla- a, a bottle of wine, glass of water, and a bottle of hand sanitizer. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it, it was good. It was good. And um, but it's funny that we're talking about this because it was weird going in and you're looking around like, okay, you get comfortable again. We can mm-hmm. do this. And it's funny watching the other states and southern states been wilding out for like been months tripping, on end. Been mm-hmm. Ask Houston about some COVID. Oh, you know? sh- I don't know what the fuck you're talking like, about. COVID what? We had woo. <laughs> Miss T been turning up down there. Man, Miss T been out in the pool parties, the ass all out, yo. Smoking hookah. Smoking hookah, just being nasty, Are yo. You sharing that hookah? <laughs> Don't even change the tip. <laughs> Don't even change the tip. Man, just she even brought sick, another friend yo. of the podcast, LaCourt, down there. Yeah, shout out to, I said, yeah, Court, Court, I seen you, Courtney. No mask on in Houston. <laughs> I seen you down there. It was great to see them, but it was like, dang, y'all wild now. <laughs> I seen them together. Yeah, first up, y'all was looking good. All right. I'll put that out there. Y'all was looking good, but don't come near me. Both <laughs> of y'all, yo. We got to get them back on the pod. Look, we. we <laughs> in the next month. <laughs> 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 Shit. Especially, I know you ain't talking. We in your crib, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, Mrs. Buck ain't having none of that. I was talking about Zoom. Oh, Zoom, yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, not in person, shit. Yeah. No. Mm. Them gun laws changed down there. I definitely ain't going back down there, man. Fuck that. COVID and guns, man. Texas is <laughs> wild, man. God damn. And Jim Crow, too. <laughs> Jim Crow. <laughs> Yo, That's a wild spot. But yeah, so y'all, I've been wanting to ask you how y'all felt about the opening in, in, in Maryland, you know? I'm so good now with, y'all told me yeah, I'm good I'm good with this About time yeah. Honestly Fully It's time I mean we've been Opening back and forth It seems like This is like on off They shut us down yeah. We're open Shut us down Then we're just shut down Now we're back yeah. open That, that didn't really down. 50% yeah. that didn't Nope really nope 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 Shut down again uh, <laughs> We'll do 70 <laughs> You know what I'm saying Listen I'd rather have a governor That was proactive Versus one that like Oh Y'all niggas do what y'all want to do, like what they've been yeah. doing down south. Like, like, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how they've been down there. Like, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> you know, this one, like, all right, you know, the science kind of changed, which it was kind of a lot of yo-yoing, you know, but listen, shout, shout out to him, you know, opening back up, and we're going to see how it goes. It's a little weird. Also, I can't lie, I am not used to this traffic. It is yo, pissing me off, yo. Like the traffic has been crazy. Wow, right? Wow, crazy, bro. I wake up, so I, I'm my office been back open. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that that first that pissed me off because I thought we was gonna be like remote Another for the month. rest. Of the day. They <laughs> told us, off, yeah. yo. They told us, yo. We're working on getting that, uh, my my department to be remote for here mm. on out. Then like. 
three weeks later, they said, psych! <laughs> Get your ass back in here. You know what I'm saying? So, at first, it was cool, right? It was cool. I'm the only one really going into work, going into the building. So, I'm just zoom, 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 zoom. That's I'm leaving it. at work for like 20. I got 20 minutes that I got to be to work. I get there with still five minutes to spare. <laughs> Everything's cool. The last few weeks... We open for business. Man. I'm like, God, I gotta be to work at eight. Seven fifty five. I got it's like four exits down. I don't get to work. Until, I'm like two hours late. I'm like, what the man? God damn! I was going up Route Three, and it was taking like, well, during COVID, within less than fifteen minutes, I'm at Wall Chapel, and I'm, I'm back and stuff. Next thing you know, like now it's like attack on another like five to ten. And then like um Sunday ago, I was going up six ninety five to get some brunch for uh for the fam. You came and, up my way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. man, that that took me like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a nice day outside and stuff. So everybody and their mom was out. And mind you, this is like ten o'clock in the morning. And it was just so much traffic. Um, someone got into an accident off of 97 oh, I mean but I'm just talking about like people just like really trying to soak up that fresh air I guess and just like oh man the world back and then open? they opened us back up right when all the good weather breaks yeah they knew what they was doing oh my know? god they knew what was going on they knew we was going to run out the house like a pack <laughs> of animals yo that was three hours, stampede that was three hours of my life just to get a mediocre brunch man I was trying to get down to the four seasons <laughs> did say it was nasty downtown Baltimore on the harbor and I touched down into the city. Oh my god! And wait, 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 I'm sorry. What day was this? Was it a weekend? Saturday. Oh, mm. yeah. And it was Saturday evening, like around. Oh, jeez. Five. Yeah. Nasty. nasty. I, you said around the harbor too, right? Yeah. Okay, Four yeah. Seasons drink right there. Oh. And oh, before you continue, shout out to all the listeners not from Maryland or Baltimore. Oh yeah, we like we that. just named something. My, yeah, my bad. We're all vented, but go ahead. <laughs> so, Everybody been to Baltimore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you were in Harbor East and in the well, midst of all- shit, I I had got touchdown and I got by um, Camden. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. And I'm like, okay, just get me on Pratt, straight <laughs> shot. It took me 20 minutes just to get on to Pratt. I about to say, you said that like it was going to be an easy day. Yeah. You know that shit ain't But at like five something in the evening on a Saturday. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. No, this no, weather? No, 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 no. You know I travel around those times in down the city? I, I travel that a lot. That was crazy. No, I'm talking about I think it's only the world because we're open. officially just open yeah. back up and everybody's trying to be out. That was crazy. It was 20 minutes just to get down to Pratt from Camden. Yeah. I feel like it's That's weird. like right there. I know where it is, nigga. It's like it's like I can throw a rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the world just opened back up. So yeah, then it was another 20 minutes. So 40 minutes just to get from Camden to the Four Seasons. I shit you not. It felt like the the lights. Um, it's like it'll be green, mm. and all of a sudden, Stop. red. Yeah, and it's like the fuck, like two cars through. Mm-hmm. And I'm on a time crunch too, so you know I'm extra heated and shit like that. You just got you opened the <laughs> opened the van and just took everything out. <laughs> we gotta run. <laughs> Fuck this, man. It was crazy. So yeah, man, I'm not with this at all. I think it's gonna die down some once yeah, everybody gets excited. used to. Yeah. Oh, I think it's gonna get worse. You think so? It's gonna get hotter. There's more events about to happen. There's gonna be events happening. They thinking uh, they're gonna do Afram this year. You know what I'm saying? That's what they said in Baltimore. They're gonna do Afram. So. That's the African, uh, what's it, music festival, who don't know, who are not from Baltimore. 
but yeah, man, it's a lot of it. They gonna open these things back up. No, it's gonna be traffic all summer, baby. All summer is gonna be traffic. Yeah, I, I, like, hey. I, I can't deal with this. I haven't even went into DC since it's been back open. I I don't want it was it was already starting to get thick when I had to go in um two weeks ago. Oh, I know. Like I went I went out there about top of the month. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, really? No. Like New York nah, Ave was just fucking ridiculous. My son, yeah. my son Lil Pesco, he has his lacrosse games in Capitol Heights, right? Mm. So I'll be going out there every morning, Saturday mornings. It's cool. Of course, cool ride in the morning. But once he's done, I'll be getting on. Uh, you know what is that? Uh, what's the what's the uh what highway is that? Four ninety five. Four ninety five to 95. back on ninety five. Yeah. That shit is disgusting, mm-hmm. yo. Mm-hmm. Every time when I go back, yo, go back and mm-hmm. back to Baltimore. It's like where are y'all going? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Yo, driver asking like where the f- where are y'all going, yo? I'll be on road like six a.m. and it'd be crazy. I'm like what? Oh, that's Why? the worst, ain't it? 6 a.m. traffic? Right. All of y'all gotta be to work at 6 a.m.? Yeah, All of y'all gotta be to work this the, early. The worst is when it's like 10.30 in the morning. And technically, motherfuckers mm-hmm. should be at it work. should be at yeah. work. Oh my and God. it's crazy traffic. Oh I'm like, God. why? How? Where the fuck are y'all going? Yo, y'all should, yo, I swear, I should put, I should record myself, yo. It's the funniest shit when I fall into traffic around that time. And it's like, I'm like... Every time, I'm like, where are y'all going? Why are y'all not doing? Why are y'all not at your destination right, right now, yo? I'm like, I know where I'm going, but you, 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 you probably should be at work right now. Right, you, you, all y'all gonna get fired. Do not what be, the fuck? do not be around DC around 1 30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Everybody getting off early from work. Nigga, traffic is thick. Just don't go to DC. Shit, it's always traffic. <laughs> always traffic. You know what I'm saying? But um. Enough of this shit, man. You know what? You know what I feel like doing? What's that? Let's bring Pimpin in here, yo. Mm. You might as well just bring Pimpin mm. in here, yo. Y'all ready for that? Yeah. I'm ready for that. Yes, Let's sir. bring Pimpin in here. Yes, Let's see what he's talking about. Let's go. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? We told y'all we was going to bring him in. You thought we lied? Huh? We look like liars to you? Huh? Shit. That's why we don't, we ain't got no video right now. Because we, <laughs> we don't want y'all to look at us. <laughs> See, we look like liars. But here we are. You know what I'm saying? We brought him in. He's here. He's back. The man, the myth, the legend. Raji Armani Pimpin. Say what's up to the people, big dog. What it do? What it do, my good people? What it do? Not a gang. Not a gang. So look. Cause we was in here, you know what I'm saying, talking shit like we usually do, and I'm like, yo, let's bring in, bring in, pimping with pimping. Yeah, I feel like you gotta come in and talk to the people, and uh, we got something that we want to bring up to you, yo. You know what I'm saying? We got a topic for you. Um, can I read it? Can I read it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was waiting for your approval. <laughs> well, I'm ready. You pimping? I'm, with- like, I'm waiting on you. I'm ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're pimping with pimping. I had to get your approval. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if y'all aren't uh hip to this topic i'm gonna read i'm gonna tell you what's going on then i'm gonna read the uh, situation um dunkin donuts employee was recently charged for fatally punching an elderly man for calling him a slur and y'all want to know what that slur was he called him a niggeroni <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh <laughs> let's see 
this was in Tampa, by the way, which I'm not surprised. Um, according to Tampa Bay Times, the single punch that led to the arrest of 27-year-old Corey Pujols, I believe that's the, how you pronounce it, was thrown, thrown, oh, the punch was thrown at the Duncan, Duncan store in the Marathon gas station at 410 South 5th Street, uh, just south of the Leroy Salmon Expressway, okay. Pools told police the man called him a racial slur. Police and fire rescue crews were called to the store about 1.30 p.m. and found a 77-year-old man unconscious and bleeding from the head. Paramedics took the man to the Tampa General Hospital where he was placed in intensive care. Uh, Pujols, who was black, said he asked the man to repeat what he said, and he uttered the same slur. Pujols said he punched the man once in the face, causing him to fall. Raji Almani pimping. We need some pimping on this, yo. How, when from hearing that, you know what I'm saying. Uh, what's your first reaction? Like when you hear this, what what do you feel? What 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 do you want to say? When I first hear that. My first thought is, damn, I know that's what a whole lot of other people, black people, that was what their first reaction would have been was to steal him. Mm-hmm. When I hear that, I also say, damn, he just gave him a second chance. He said, well, say that again. It could have been an alleviated or could have been just a disbursement or a chill right there in that part when, what you say? You know what I mean? Like, okay, you can stop the disrespect. It could be understood right there. But then when you go to say it again, that's a, a double stamp on it. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. I don't like you. Fuck you. You're ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know anybody else for real on the normal <laughs> that really would have no problem with someone disrespecting them like that just to the other and the most fullest without giving some kind of response of not verbal but physical on the strength. And uh, I think that punch had a lot of soul in it. <laughs> from a whole lot of dead souls a whole lot of a whole lot of souls that's been wanting to get theirs into and a whole lot of people that's still standing around him and beside him and even reading it you know what I mean on saw it on Instagram they was like yes that was a little bit of me in there too on some real talk hold up man I'm not letting you I'm not letting you get that vibe all fast did you just say it had a whole bunch of soul in it I said soul he put oh. some soul and he gave him some understanding oh, with that question just, just, just on the fact, uh, a seventy-seven-year-old white man yep. called you a nigger, called you a nigger while you're at work, and, and, you're and, and you know that hard ER was in there. You know, you know, it was in there. He doubled down. He doubled down on that ER part. I know he did. You did. Mm-hmm. You did. You know what I mean? And for him to get that disrespectful for him, I think for the guy to want to steal him off saying that. It had to be very, very felt disrespectful. It, it, it had to come across like, okay, that's how you feel. You know what I mean? Like one of those that stick. Because he gave him a punch that stuck like shit. That, yeah, pretty much put him in his grave, but gave him some real understanding. And I feel like if you want to, if you're going to go outside and talk shit, be ready for the consequences that come with it. Facts. Real talk. And if you 77 years old, you had enough time on this earth to have an understanding and know what's good. I'm just saying. And I like, you ain't stupid. I want to say that it's unfortunate the man died. You know, I'm going to promote death on this show. But... Oh, not at all. 
Yes, that's an infor- that's totally an unfortunate incident that he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's that's not saying that okay, yeah, he, he, every person that says every white person that say nigga, they should die because they said nigga. You know what I mean? But just on the fact of uh, what goes around comes around type shit. That was one of those that. <laughs> yeah, the punch. Like the that, punch that, was that, warranted. The punch was warranted, and he just happened to die. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, that young man didn't mean thing. to kill him. He didn't mean to kill him. That was a warranted. That punch came from frustration to anger. But him dying came from all that fucked up shit he done did all the, over the years in his life on some real talk. Mm-hmm. And that punch was a wake-up call. So there was, it wasn't just soul, but there was some karma mixed into that punch. Yeah, you feel me? All that look. <laughs> soul, soul got that karma in there too on some real talk. You feel me? Oh, I'm that, just saying. I'm sorry, I'm man. That is a man. That that young man had the strength of all our ancestors in that one punch. In karma? Hey, that was. Oh my that was goodness. The black, that was the black one punch man. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Shout out to the anime fans out there. They're going to give him the black one punch. Man, real talk. He ain't got a bald head. He got curly head. Just on the shrimp. He got curly head. He got some color to him. Just on the shrimp. Can't, can't you just imagine? No, can't you just imagine? After he was like, "Hey, bro, what say? What you say?" And then you know the old say that dude, again. Say that again. The old dude just like nigger, right? I could just see that hand just glowing. You know what I'm saying? It had you like feel the, me? It just probably it started glowing me? and it had like the, all the African a, colors just fuming from it. You know what I'm saying? Red, black, and green. Red, black, and green. Red, black, and green just black. fuming off of it. You know what I'm saying? And then he Looks cocked like it back and did. then Huey P and Fred Hampton, all them dudes just... Mal- just Brother Malcolm. Brother Malcolm, all of them just was like right behind him, like yo. Joint, it just got me thinking like that joint, like, like, like that punch had all that color, all that fury, all that soul with it and came up like a... Harryuken, one of them uh, <laughs> super uppercut, like a super uppercut off Street Fighter Two for real, for real. One of them Ryu joints gave him some dead, oh, real man. They should just free him. Had the soul, had the flame of all the souls in there. Just the impact the just the shattered all the windows. All the car windows just broke. <laughs> Look, that's that's the real that's the real reason why he got locked up. He was crazy. It's hard because when that, that's the real reason that's why he got hand. locked up. Because when he punched the old man, because when he punched the old man, Fire the windows alarms. shattered. And you feel me? Car alarms went Car off. Car alarms went off. Hell yeah! <laughs> A fire hydrant just just started shooting out. Me, I'm saying that guy's from the next block over. <laughs> just babies were knocked out their crib <laughs> you know what I'm saying oh man man awesome shit so you think awesome do you, shit what do you uh, alright so what do you think um, should happen to the young man as far as like charges honestly uh, as far as charges wise I think he just it should just be a normal uh, what not fuck a manslaughter they just had an altercation. What that assault? Was, uh, would you even call it assault? Because he got, for you was first, he just reacted off being physically, off being verbally assaulted, and he came back with a physical mm. assault. So it was kind of like a bounce back from a, you gave me one and I gave you the other. So we can go we can go verbal back and forth, but are we going to take each other to court for it? Or we can go verbal and physical, because I mean, either way, they were both assault. He got assaulted, and then he, then he came back with uh a one piece after he got hit with a two piece. I'm is, just saying. So does that count as stand your ground? 
It, it really wouldn't be court, but I don't know. <laughs> <You're> right, <yeah. laughs> I, I'm asking. Really I don't know. I don't know how that works when you go <laughs> yeah. verbal exactly. assault against physical assault. Like how does physical that? Assault. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know how that you know, how that have, coincides. You they, know what I'm saying? They were hell of a no way at all way the same amount of time or anything. <laughs> court, I know they were. <laughs> some real talk, even though words can cut just as deep as a knife can on some real shit, but. I know they will not at all mm. give up the same amount of time or anything for that. But giving his ass a physical punch in the face and hitting him to death, that was one of those that you're going to remember this on some real talk. And so will your family. I will be bad. I got a whole man. lot of people that he know. Mm-hmm. I got a whole lot of people he know. Mm-hmm. And his folks know having a second thought before they call another black person nigga. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? We just brought up, you know, Malcolm X and Huey P. Like and Martin Luther King, these people, they sacrificed for the better of, you know, African American Joe. And I think this young man Corey Pujols did the same thing, yo. He sacrificed his freedom just to show other old white motherfuckers, dude, don't you dare fix your lips <laughs> to call us niggas again, yo. Or you're going to be right in him, right next to him. You know what I'm saying? Not saying we gonna, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it purposefully. Yeah. But just know yeah, but we got know that strength behind us, yo. You you know what? I feel like that punch was a punch to say y'all motherfuckers are not about to keep on doing this bullshit y'all keep on doing. Mm-hmm. Not just to white people generally, but just, just to understand like police too. You come up to the wrong individual because it's it's just been a whole lot of uh, black people getting killed and you know things of that nature. There's a lot of a lot of uh, police assault and crime on black folks. I'm just saying they've been killing us like shit. But it's almost to me that's giving a that's giving one of those like okay this is this is some uh, uh, get back for that bullshit y'all been giving us for so long. Ain't too many of us really had a chance or even really stood up for ourselves or even really uh, did more than something verbal. Just, you know what I mean? Just gave off verbal with no no kind of uh, uh, understood or no kind of no kind of real scene changes done after the verbal, for real, for real. With the physical done and understood, this was just off the someone being called and they going through a, a slight verbal, you know what I mean, altercation. And with him hitting him, I don't know, that, that fist to me was more than just a punch. That punch was more, you know what I mean? That punch to me was more than just, yeah, just a, a normal punch. <laughs> what, what. Yeah, but I mean, it was, to me, it, it was more than just like, it was more than just, uh, that That punch to me stood for, stood for something jive deep as shit to me, like, real deep. Like that punch was more or less out of that just for being ignorant towards me and just disrespecting me, but disrespecting me and my people for what you put us through, for what you want to keep on taking us through, for what you want to keep on looking me, looking at me as, for what you want to keep on uh, uh, assuming me to be, for what you want to keep on downgrading me mentally and physically because of your standards and how you feel and not even knowing who the real me is for real. Like that punch was, I don't know, like, here goes some understanding for your ass. You calling the wrong person, nigga. You don't know who you're talking to. Understand the word before you say it to the wrong person, for yeah. real, for real. Because it don't mean a black. Because it ain't you ain't a nigga. Don't mean a black man, for real. It means an ignorant individual. Facts. Or some real shit. Miss- and you call the wrong person a nigga. 
We say this all the time, man. You know what I'm saying? We said this all the time on here. Like anybody could be a nigga. There's a lot of niggas in this world, yo. That ain't black. That ain't black. You know what I'm saying? That ain't just black, yo. There's a lot of niggas in this world. And so what I'm getting from what you're telling me is so that punch just carried four hundred years of oppression. <laughs> that he was just hey, look, like, I'm getting that, this off right here, yo. Punch, Y'all don't give us reparations, punch. you're gonna take this right hook. You hear me? <laughs> hey look. <laughs> you hear me? You're gonna catch you gonna catch this right hook from down south, motherfucker. <laughs> from, <some real> shit. <laughs> from the motherland. <laughs> Motherland, <laughs> some understanding for real, like yeah. oh, man. me, my ancestors, for the four hundred years y'all took us through this bullshit, yeah. for all the waters y'all had, motherfucker, took us across to, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something, bro. Yeah. I never want to get hit with no type of punch like that. That just got so much <laughs> anger and just a lot you of backed me? up, fucked up history in it. You that's, feel that, me? That's a that's- lot. That that's the one those like, yeah, you, you go in the hospital and don't come out. I'm just saying. You feel me? like yeah, that's that's your retrospect. You go to the hospital forever. You're done. They say hospital than graveyard. I heard I heard that, you know, they did the the man's autopsy. He was black after he punched him. <laughs> he knocked the white out. He knocked the white out of him. <laughs> Put some color on his ass. <laughs> Knock some melanin in the mic. <laughs> he knocked some vitamin D in his ass, yo. Well, you, you, well, you Bruce they go up, piece you, of the universe. Well, they say black and blue, right? Black and blue. <laughs> <laughs> he hit his ass so hard, he put a piece of universe in him like shit. Like, Here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't I didn't oh, think this time. I knew it was going to be funny, but goddamn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, I, this topic is, it happened like a few weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know we a little late to it, but I hope he's free, man. I don't know what's going on with that young man. I'm a, we gonna have to follow up. He need to go fund me or yeah, something, I yo. He, I hope he's free too. I I really, I really feel like the police are going to be on their bullshit. Maybe the mayor office might be on their bullshit wherever he at. I really feel like what happened should be looked at it more than just for what it was as a normal situation. This wasn't just a normal situation. You know what I mean? Even though it's stuff like this that may happen every day and don't get, yeah, this one just so happened to get put out there and I think it should be more or less understood, but just went down. And so much other stuff that's been going down and some that's been putting out there and some that's not being put out there, but just a lot of truth and a lot of facts has been not out there for everybody to know, hear, understand. Get a whimmer, just on the fact I know if uh, if some other people had an understanding of <laughs> <laughs> this young black man knocked the shit out of a white dude that was seventy seven years old for calling him a nigga twice. Yeah, they be looking at white people a little bit differently too on some real shit. <laughs> I like and I like that he I like that he did that because you know you ever me and Uncle Buck talked about this before just the privilege of white people yo. Where they feel like they just so, especially in that range, from that sixty and up range, where they just feel like yeah. they can just say and do whatever to people. This this is, this is a good example, yo. A great example yeah. that y'all need to calm the fuck down. These hands are for every, these hands are rated E. They 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 for everybody, yo. You know what I'm saying? You hear me? You hear me? Watch your watch your damn mouth, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then who calls somebody a nigga in stall? And I'm sorry, in Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like and Dunkin' Donuts. Get your damn iced coffee and get the fuck out of here, yo. Like, what did he do? 
It could have been that Yo, bad where you had to call him a nigga. I'm a, That's coffee. I'll be delicious. so every time I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Hey, 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 fan. Hey, fan. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Every time something fucking happens near a Dunkin' Donuts, it always has me wonder why the police ain't get it first before it even went down. I always just be on my <laughs> bullshit and thinking. I always be thinking it's a police officer near a Dunkin' Donuts. You don't even park somewhere like shit. You know what I'm just saying? They just be seeing the ass in the 7-Eleven on the donuts like outside. shit. So I be thinking, you feel me? Oh, I, you, hey, I stay seeing police joints parked outside the Dunkin' Donuts like shit. Like, yeah, they posting up like shit off the... Not too long off the lunch break, take an hour and a half lunch break or something like a 20 minute joint, you know what I'm talking about? This off the air. But... Hour and a half, man, 20 minutes? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just about Dunkin' Donuts. They don't even have to, nobody has to call the police. They just right there. <laughs> just right Dunkin there. Just they just right there. Post it. They post it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know it's good over here by Dunkin'. Ain't shit going down. <laughs> ain't shit going down by Dunkin' Donuts. Like, officer. Like, cap, I'm going to be stationed by Dunkin' Donuts today. Officer Hancock, you've been driving around Dunkin' Donuts for two hours. That's not in your jurisdiction. <laughs> like, sorry, Chief. It's, it, gets a little rowdy. it gets a little rowdy around here. <laughs> Degenerous. <laughs> Staying in the same three block radius, like shit. Oh. <laughs> oh shit, man. Yeah, man. Free Corey Pujols, man. You know what I'm saying? Free that man. Uh, uh, hopefully he's free already. But if he's not, free, free him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Let's get free, a GoFundMe going, free man. Core. Get a GoFundMe for Corey, man. He, he was only defending his ancestors, man. His blackness. That's all. That's all he <laughs> That's did. All he didn't mean to on. kill that man. It's That's just you know on. the strength. The strength of all the. I mean, you know. When 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 do you get time for self defense? I'm just saying. When do you get time for self defense? That's why I asked. Is it self defense if it's physical, uh, uh, verbal abuse, abuse first? And like you said, he asked him, "What did you say?" He said, "Say it again, right?" Didn't he say that? Mm-hmm. So he yeah, said he said, that. "Say it again," said. and then he said it again. So yes, that and that yes. just shows us too, real. Just show that he shows our forgiving side. Because if he didn't say it again, he probably wouldn't have punched him, yo. You know what I'm saying? He would have left right. it be. But he said it again. All then right. he said, all right, bro. You, you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get his dragon get punch right here. You know what I'm saying? Look, there go your chance right there. You either it can give me the chill or you can get the are you can. You know what I'm talking about? Just, I was like, yeah. On some real talk. And he, he gave him, he dude was like, all right, I'm, what the hell are you? On some real shit. So, like, let, me ask, let me ask you this real quick. Was it like that? Or was it the soul punch that the ancient one gave to Hulk <laughs> from Avengers Endgame where, where she punched his soul out of his body? <laughs> I think it was that one. Yeah, it definitely was that one. Yeah. And his soul just never could find his way back into the body. So he's just still roaming. Yeah, he's just still roaming. He's like, oh, mother. I <laughs> just look around like, oh, son of a bitch. His body buried. He just roamed the earth. Just roaming the earth. Like, you know what? That nigga can punch hard. Hey, he can punch hard. You know what it had me thinking too, though, y'all. Yeah, okay, y'all been y'all been to a Dunkin' Donut, so you know Dunkin' Donut. It is a it is a counter between you and the customer. You know what I mean? Just on the shrimp. Yeah. You're not side by side. So for this guy to be called a nigga, and then for him to say, "All right, say it again, say it again, say it again," and for him to say it again to him, and and for him to be close enough, well. For him, yes, to be close enough to hit him, knock him down, and for the police to be called, like he had to be on the other side of the counter. You know what I mean? He he was on the same side as he was. He he wasn't 
across the counter from him type shit. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. He had to be on the same side just off the year because the way this went down, it was off one of those modes where I got from I came from the other side of the counter in front of you for you not to do it. You know what I mean? Just to get that understanding, like it's cool. And you was like, man, bump that. He still did it. Yeah, man. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Shout out to Corey Pujols, man. <laughs> For real, man. Shout out to him. And look, man, free him. You know what I'm saying? And he needs to be free. Record. He can't do nothing but but help. You know what I'm saying? Help his help his Record, ancestors man. get some type of relief. <laughs> hey, look, pimping. Real talk. Pimping. We're gonna let you go, bro. We appreciate you. We love you. Gang. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's not a gang. It's not a gang. Big dog. We're gonna holler at you, bro. It's all love. It's all love. Hit y'all in a little bit off this round. All right. Later. Shout out to shout out to pimping with pimping man. <laughs> What's wrong with him, yo? He said he was the black one punch man, yo. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was wild. Oh, that was a lot of fury in that damn punch, yo. It had to be a lot of fury, <laughs> a lot of anger. You know what I'm saying? Four hundred uh, years worth of anger. Four hundred years worth. Yeah. of anger. Yo, you know that just built up anger. Just I don't know what it, it just brings out like another side of a of an of an individual, yo. You know what I'm saying? Just when you have all that pent up anger, you know what I'm saying? And then you just unleash it. Well, I mean, kind of ties into our earlier conversation about just holding stuff in, not letting it go, letting it out. You know that takes me to somebody who I didn't think would be one of my favorite people of 2021. Mm. But he's been on a goddamn rampage. Yo. <laughs> rampage. <laughs> oh my god, yo! He's been going after y'all favorite podcasters and and personalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just analysts. Can we say shout out to the man himself, Mister Kwame Brown? Yo, <laughs> sweet lord, this man has like. He's been quiet for what? Let's what, 20 years, right? 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. 20 years. He ain't said a word about nobody, yo. When he was in the league, he ain't said a word. Not a word. I never even knew what he what he sound like. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know he was I had a, he was country like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had no idea. But just recently he just been, you know, you know it's funny cuz you know, we missed an episode. But and I was like, "Damn, I really wanted to talk about the Kwame shit." But luckily for for us, this nigga ain't stopped yet. You know, you know what I'm saying? He's a social media star. He's a star. Mm-hmm. He's been he just keeps going, and it's just new people every time. And and I believe every word he says, yo. There's a lot of frustration. I believe every. I wouldn't even call it that. I mean, is is that? But I feel like he's like, all right, you know what? I've had enough of y'all niggas, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me let me get off my goddamn track and <laughs> let me tell y'all what the fuck going on. You know what I mean? And I want to say right now, right? Because I always say this podcast is gonna make it one day. And when we do, if I I don't know, I don't think I did, but if I ever had any Kwame Brown slander, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize right now, yo. That might be the one dude we haven't gone at. I don't think we have. Yeah, I don't think we have. Wasn't a point too. Hmm. 
Not in a bad way. No, nah, that's the point too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. He man, let me tell you, yo. Mm. When he first, when he he keeps calling Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is funny as shit, yo. <laughs> he keep calling Matt Barnes, and that, and then look, I don't want to promote the hating between these individuals and all that, and like the back and forth, and hopefully it doesn't go beyond words. Right, I'm gonna say that. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, y'all can't. It's funny, man. It's just funny. Is it not funny? Well, I mean, he's retired. He's like, I got time now. That's what I love. About, you know what I love the most about it? He doesn't have any machine ties to him. Yeah, he doesn't have ESPN, Showtime, any podcast yeah, network. FS1, yeah. Any, he doesn't have FS1, Disney, none of that. He said, nigga, I'm from South Carolina, and I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. What's up, yo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got, y'all want some smoke? <laughs> I got some hookah smoke for your ass, yo. I ain't never seen a man talk so much good. Smoking a hookah. Smoking a hookah like that. And I was just mm-hmm. like, man. Shout out to Kwame Brown, yo. Shout out to you. Because I, I think I have said he was a bust before. But, you know, this is the, and I'm only saying this from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I've never been in the league. You know what I'm saying? I've never played in no damn, no type of sports, uh, like any league. You know what I'm saying? Professional league. You know what I'm saying? So from a basketball fan outside looking in, yeah, that's your bust. You know what I'm saying? But when he explains it, said, nigga, I've been in the NBA for 13 years. You know what I'm saying? I accumulated $70 million ever since, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying, since then. I was like, yeah, I bought my mother a house at 18 and did all this for my community. How, how am I a bust? Now I'm like, point. <laughs> point proven. He's right and wrong. Why do you say that? And by the way, these are the views of Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Buck is about to come out. Sounds like Buck. Hey, you 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 better tread lightly. <laughs> you know where he used to play. <laughs> you know where he used to play. He's familiar no. with these parts. <laughs> he... He's right in the standpoint where he's a success because, like he said, he accumulated millions or, as 45 would say, millions of dollars, you know, over the course of 13 years. He was able to go ahead and move his family out the hood, um, buy his mom a house, all that stuff. And by any measure of average success, he is the epitome of it. Oh, you just said average success. I'm glad you picked up on that. We're talking about the number one overall pick of the NBA. Yeah. And and last time I checked. $70 we, million dollars is an average success. So. Are we talking NBA average? What are we talking about? We're, we're talking about like, even by NBA standards, he's the number one overall pick and stuff. If you look at the past few, like number overall picks, outside of an outlier to like a, um, be Anthony ca- be, Bennett. Be, be careful. I, I, no, I, no, I, keep, I like this conversation. Keep going. If, I like if, we, if we going by number one overall picks from, <laughs> I like, I like this. from NBA standards, basically his world. I'm being clear about that in his world and stuff like that. To the average person, no, absolutely, he blows all of us out the water and stuff like that. But by number one overall pick NBA standards and stuff, no, he his critics, even though they can be vulgar in some circumstances, they have a point. He was expected to go ahead and be great. When you're number one overall pick, there are high expectations for you, and he did not meet those. If we're going to be clear about it, Giz, you look like he, he, he had he, he had he had a long he had a long career to be sure. Majority of that was as a backup. He wasn't like a featured player. 
When was he a feature player? I don't think he ever was a feature player. That's all I'm saying and stuff like that as far as if, if, if you're looking at <laughs> the entire picture and you're, and, you're, and you're extrapolating it over the course of... I've done my best to protect him all of his life. This one right here, I don't want no smoke with Kwame. As you, as you can see, I'm just going <laughs> to... Listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm my, Uncle Buck. Yeah, so th- these are my views and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I take full responsibility for it, and I stand by what I say. If if you're looking at if you're looking at what the expectations are for number one overall picks and stuff, it's to go ahead and be the leader of a franchise. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Do you know the gun laws in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't live in Atlanta. <laughs> and right, so, hold on, I got one more question. Mm-hmm. How well are your hands to take on a 6'10", 275-pound man? Listen, I will probably get my ass beat. With that being said, am I telling a lie? So if, if you, so let, let me ask you guys this. If you draft someone, no one overall, don't you expect them to go ahead and be a leader in your franchise? Some opinions well, are hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you watch his video of what was supposed to happen with him at number one overall? He wasn't supposed to stay with the Wizards. Yeah, he's supposed to get trade for Elton Brand. I understand. That. All right, so the, all right, but, but even on. with that, he was going to be a leader. In sh- so no matter what stop he goes to, if you're the number one overall pick, you're you're still expected to be a franchise you, player, no matter where you go. But did you see okay. Uncle Shea's take on it? What Uncle? Shea, what do you say? Because I know he had smoke for for Shea a little bit. I thought. Yeah, his smoke for Shea wasn't based on him. That was KD. Was with KD. All right, so mm-hmm. tell you go. Yeah, he go, said yeah, he go, doesn't go, like go. how he goes on KD. But he says, I guess I appreciate how you took up for me. So he shouted out him in a sense mm-hmm. of, thank you for taking up for me. But at the same time, I guess I got to come at you too because KD's his guy. So I don't like how you did that. So basically, it was a very valid take that both Shay and Skip had mm-hmm. on the Kwame thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and for, for Skip's part, I know he's thrown – he actually – Gave a shout out to Skip, and at the same time, he also shitted on Skip too in a whole nother video. Well, just get get to the part yeah. of this part of it for what you're yeah, saying. The bus that he, the Uncle Bucks talking. Listen, about. a 17 year old kid gets drafted for number one overall mm-hmm. into the NBA, mm-hmm. and you go to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now we all saw Last Dance. And got to see the behind the lens scene of who Michael Jordan was and how he is. And his whole broken, dislocated finger going southeast that way. Talking about if you don't like how I did what I did, don't do that. Yeah, you know what he had the Hennessy tears. Yeah, and whatnot, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and a, he, a 17 year old kid, not a vet, not those vets he played with doing that to them. A 17-year-old kid that you have posters probably of Michael Jordan, maybe, maybe not, that that you idolize as all of us growing up in that era idolized Michael Jordan. And he drafts you number one overall, 17 years old. You don't, we don't know that last dance side of Michael Jordan. We heard the stories, but we didn't get to really feel it until we saw that, right? So Shay and, and Skip was like, at a 17-year-old kid, you go to Michael Jordan? Mm. That was the wrong move. He would have been best served, and they said not to say he would have been all NBA, not to say he would have been this, that, and the third, but he would have probably had a better career 
had he not started with MJ. Alright? And, and when you think, now that you know who MJ was as a player and as a person, it's, you everybody agrees. Like, he shitted on him in the same way and broke his confidence that he did a lot of guys. The difference is, those Bulls years eras when they won all those chips, they're vets. They're all vets. Like, they didn't... Uh, we talked about offline. I've been chewed out before. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They've been chewed out before. Now you're getting chewed off a mic who's won. We're going to listen. We're going to win. A 17-year-old kid coming into the league? Come on now. Like, understood that this is your profession now. You got to grow mm-hmm. up a lot faster. Yeah, I'm willing to grow up a lot faster. But fuck this. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, he leaves Mike as some, I forget the bounce around of where it happened, but he, he does eventually he end up with Kobe. In, yeah, mm-hmm. And now Kobe, by the time he comes to Kobe, Kobe's Mamba Kobe. And now mm-hmm. you getting the shitted on all over again, all over. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, he got a bad break. And Shay and them was saying, like, Shay and Skip was saying, he would have been best served if he went elsewhere. So Elton Brand, he was initially supposed to be dealt to the Clippers. He probably mm-hmm. would have been best served going to the Clippers. I.e. Darius Miles, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And granted, the Clippers are the Clippers, the basement guys, right? At the same time. What was the Bulls for? Because uh, remember, Brand was drafted by the, uh, the Bulls. Oh, it was the Bulls. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that was he, the same draft class? Yeah. Was it? Tyson Chandler, no, um, Elton Brand. So, so Brand, Brand came out like the year or two before. But remember, Brand started out with the the Bulls, the Bulls. before he got I, traded I to the Clippers. He was with the Clippers already by the time Kwame he, he wasn't there. He was, no, he not, was still with the Bulls. Not yet, yeah, okay, all right. That's yeah. just my fault. Mm-hmm. Timeline's fucked up. So he would have been better off going elsewhere. And again, they said not to say he's all NBA and da 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 Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal, but he could have actually started off with a better career. Can I throw this in there too? I'm gonna let you finish. Can I throw this Go in ahead. there too? He said Doug Collins. Was a slave breaker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doug Collins. Yeah, no, he was, Collins, he, was, he was hard on people. Yeah, yeah. Doug Collins mm-hmm. would have him in the weight room going nuts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just lifting, lifting, lifting. You know what I'm saying? He said he got up to 250 one day. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He said he started out at 215 going into the league. Then Doug Collins just had him in the weight room after injuries, no matter what, games, lift. Wait, go, go. We're going to lift, 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 lift. And he said he was like 250 at one point. Then Doug Collins said, you're too big. Get to 230. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, it's a lot of, you know. It broke him. A, yeah, yeah. A as lot a of, kid, as a, yeah. at the end of the day, as a child, you're a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They broke him too soon. And you and I had discussions offline about certain players in the league that mm-hmm. we disagree about their mm-hmm. paths and stuff like that. But that's the point I'd be trying to make about it's your destination, where you are. You know what I'm saying? Like the fit, the mm-hmm. scheme, things like that. And that's whether it's football, basketball, whatever. If you're a certain player designed a certain way and you see stardom over here and then you go over here and then all of a sudden you're considered a bust, it, not, it might not be because you can't play anymore or you just can't play, period. It might be because this scheme and this system don't fit you. You know what I'm saying? Like it literally breaks down to that. Every player doesn't – you can't just take – Said player, go over here. Superstar them. Superstar goes over here. The LeBron James of the world who can go to Cleveland, Miami, Miami, Cleveland, Cleveland, Lakers. Very, da, da, da. very rare. That's rare. Sometimes certain players need the right coach, the right mentoring, the right grooming, the right massaging to get the best out of them. You know what I'm saying? And a Kwame Brown as a child going to Michael Jordan, we didn't understand it back then because YouTube and social media and all that, the video and all, it wasn't around back then. Right. Now that we understand who he was and who he is, 
he got broken. So I can't call him a bust because if you survive 13 seasons in the NBA as a quote-unquote bust, that means your potential actually was higher if you had gone, started off in the right destinations. So you survived 13 seasons. Yeah, you were a journeyman, bounced around, but you got broken off early. Like, it, it was unfortunate. But I'm glad you said that, right? I'm glad you said mm-hmm. that because you both gave y'all peace. Mm-hmm. So I want this where I actually wanted to draw from this conversation right now that we're older and mm-hmm. you know we have information i'm glad kwame mm-hmm. came out and said what he said about his career and what happened because that brings me to this question what makes a bust what is a bust you know what i'm saying so hold on let me elaborate no, 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 yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. we have again kwame brown who you know we all we know who he is now, and he mm-hmm. told his story. But before then, let's not be real. We all considered him a bust. You know what I'm saying? Majority. I don't want to say everyone at the table, but majority of fans, basketball fans, would consider Kwame Kwame a bust, right? And then he came out and said, "But I, you know, this is how it happened to me. This is what happened. I lasted 13 years, and it gave a lot of people a different perspective. And now they're like." a bust you know what i'm saying like yeah you gotta you know, like you said he got dealt a bad hand he did last 13 years he made this amount of money he went to multi he played for multiple teams so obviously other teams wanted him right so what makes a bust what is a bust if you know so in my, in my opinion i put like i word it like that i think it's a combination of where you were drafted versus your output. Mm. So going back to, I guess, like uh, using Kwame since, you know, he was a catalyst for this. Um, I still stand by what I say. He was the number one overall pick. The expectation is that you achieve, if 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 you're that, I'm drafting you to go ahead and be the face of the franchise, to go ahead and be, a prominent transformational figure um, within said franchise that drafted you. The fact that he he wasn't, I'm not crapping on the point that he lasted 13 years. That's that's more than admirable. He had like a, a good career. I'm going to be um, you know clear about it. I, I want to state that. With that being said, though, based off of where he was drafted, yeah, he he could still be considered a bust. And I, and I think those two are like those are separate issues right there where you had a good career versus being viewed as a bust. Because once again, based off of where you were like drafted, there are certain expectations upon you. He did not meet those expectations. The fact that he bounced around that we're talking about that states that, okay, you're serviceable. However, let's be clear. You, you didn't necessarily meet the, the standards in terms of, Oh man, this is like this figure that we can go ahead and like build around or in some respects, even be like a key cog in terms of making us function. You're just a piece mm. versus I can get the same type of production in in many circumstances from someone who's drafted 20 positions after you that bounces around and plays the same amount of years. All right. So, and I understand that part. I mean, I, you I, see, I get, yeah, that, I get yeah. that. I get your side to it. So does this factor in, does it, does it, does, uh, does their situation factor into their career or does that not matter to you? Does, is it all just statistics and what you, how do you produce to, to a degree? 
I mean, like, like it's every, I'm not naive to everything. Jordan being like a hard ass, he's hard on people in general and stuff like that. I'm not naive to any of that at all. Once again, um, we've often talked about it. Perception is reality. The fact is, once again, I keep saying that he was number one overall pick. So there's certain expectations that come along with that. No matter where he was drafted, no matter who was in place, seeing overseeing his development, there was there was still certain expectations involved in terms of he was supposed to be X, and instead he ended up being Y. Right. You know what I'm saying? And therefore, the rhetoric that will continue to follow him is that okay, yeah, many respects. Yeah, you, you played 13 years, you still did not amount to what we anticipated you to be. You know what I'm saying? That that's just the reality of the situation right there. Um, you know, again, if if he was drafted like pick twenty and did what he did, it'd be different just because there weren't that high expectations to begin with and stuff. But the fact that you were drafted number one overall in that particular draft class, on top of that, you have a future Hall of Famer that was drafted a few positions after you and stuff. Yeah, you would be considered a bust. That, that that's just the reality of the situation right there people are going to view you through a lens and you are going to be judged against a number of different factors key amongst those is other people um, that were drafted in your particular draft class not to mention also in that draft class i'm going to say another franchise fixture for the wizards was that was 2002 2001 i want to say it was wasn't it One. gilbert arenas was also drafted in that draft class in the second round yeah he was that's what I'm saying. He he's being judged against all of that and stuff. He's a bust, but he had a good career. I mean, you, th- those two can go ahead and be held in the same vein, but the, the facts are the facts. So you can't hold an individual to. So Michael Jordan is the worst drafter. Of players, he's a bad GM. Period. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. he's a horrible GM. However, that is not an indictment on Kwame Brown because he allowed for a Lamelo to be drafted to the Hornets, and this kid could potentially become Rookie of the Year. All right. So every once in a while, you can get it right. So he drafted Kimba too, didn't he? No, he didn't draft Kimba. I don't think he. Yeah, he was there with Kimba. He was there with Kimba. So you every once in a while can get it right. So it's not to say he got it wrong with Kwame, but again, as I always say, system matters. Now I know you and I both disagree on a lot of things as far as when it comes to like sports athletes and stuff like that. I'm a firm believer. In the age old school of development Uncle Buck From our conversations He changes with the times As far as Once upon a time you could develop But in today's world You gotta grow up fast You know Back then was still a time of You could develop Prime is He came into a situation of He couldn't develop So for me what I consider robust is that a person who comes into the correct situation and literally does not show up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll give you a prime example of who I would consider robust. 
I like this, by the way. I want to know it, everybody another bust. So NFL name. terms, a Marquise Goodwin is a bust to me. Because Speedster, the man won a million dollars in a race where they got all the top athletes or whatever and won a million dollars in recent years, too. And the NFL was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just won a million dollars. Like, is this even... With Tampa with... Bay? Is that what we talking about? Is that what we with? Good one. Marquis Good. He's now with the... Uh, he was with San Fran at one point. He was with San Fran at one point. Went to the Eagles. Opted out of COVID. Now he's with... Um... Jesus, I can't call the name. He's with another team right now. Well, well, Panthers, well, I feel like. No, not Panthers. I don't know. Well, let me interject I'm this. I'm thinking about... All right. Let, let, yeah, let's say, let's say, about let's say apples to apples. Name another NBA. All right, NBA. So, NBA a bust. I got one on top of my head. I don't have one on top of my head. Darko Milicic. Mm. Bust. I don't know where. I don't even know how long his career lasted. He was, what, second overall? Yeah, above Melo. Bust. Let me ask you this. You say he's a bust. Some of the same circumstances. Larry Brown was very hard, particularly on rookies, right? Sure. He didn't play him. Um, had other people that he valued more than him. Mm-hmm. Demeaned him. All this other stuff like that. What's different between that situation and Kwame's from what you guys are saying? Uh, Kwame lasted thirteen seasons. You can't say that because but, you can't. So no, you can't say that. you can't say that because. What, but what's different? Michael Jordan's different. Larry, I'm sorry. I'm Larry, sorry. I'm Larry, sorry. Larry Brown. Larry Brown's hard on people. Larry Brown. AI's even said Larry that. Brown couldn't oh, beat oh, Michael. Oh, Larry oh, Brown couldn't man, beat Michael man. Jordan. So that that's the point I'm trying to make. Like but, this is Michael Jordan here. So but Larry Brown's known to be hard on rookies and stuff like I, that. I get it. But what's hard on rookies in your process? So you could be hard on rookies one way, mm-hmm. and then a, a rookie comes to me, and I could be hard on rookies a wholly a totally different other way, right? Mm-hmm. So, your experience, a good example, a good example, right? Jordan Clarkson. Mm -hmm. One of the very few guys left around the league, a young guy too, playing in the NBA, who had the opportunity to play with both Kobe and LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Kobe was very much in your face, hardcore, just giving you shit nonstop. He said with LeBron... LeBron massages you a little bit more, tells you it's okay, coaches you up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's what we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? In a nutshell. Larry Brown was hard on people too. Him no, and MJ but, 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 just agreed over Darko Milich has played eight seasons. Yeah. Him and MJ disagreed. That's why he didn't last on Charlotte. They disagreed over personnel. But in terms of how they dealt with people, if you listen to the rhetoric from like former players, it's pretty consistent no matter who, you know, between the two. I get that, but we're talking about what considers a bust, and, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain that it's all about who you're with and who can get the best out of you, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so, how about this? What considers a bust? All I know is that a kid like a Jordan Clarkson, <clears throat> who goes to the Lakers, he he, R.I.P. He gets to play with Kobe. They understand the talent they have, and you can see he's flashing, but he's not Jordan Clarkson. 
that we see now who actually just won what? Yeah, six man. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to him, by the yeah, way. Absolutely. So now he gets traded away. You out of here. Mm-hmm. You cost us too much. You out of here. Who we talking about again? Jordan Clarkson. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and and it all fits in a sense. So he goes to Cleveland. He flashes in Cleveland. This time he's under LeBron James. All right. But in a LeBron James system, he needs everything to be a specific way. That's not an indictment on Jordan Clarkson, though. You know what I'm saying? But Jordan gets tootless from Kobe. He now gets tootless from LeBron. He actually prefers the LeBron method of things. I don't, really, I don't really like this. So, but, but, but hold on, hold on. So now, out of all that, he gets shipped again three times out to yeah. the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. So now he's in Utah. And now he's in his bag because he's gotten his tutelage and some consider him a bust. Some consider him not that dude, but now he's in Utah and he's that dude. And to the point where he just won six men of the year. And on top of that, he's, he got his bag. He secured a long-term contract and he's proven that I can play, I can ball. But that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, well, hold on. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, that's the point I'm trying to make. So, you and I always have these discussions as far mm-hmm. as players, especially NBA players. In my opinion, I firmly believe it is all about where you land and opportunity. And not just NBA, I think in life too. So, from my personal experience, all right, and, and, I know we've talked about like, oh, you always got. I'm not. I never try to make any situation about me. It's just that I've lived in my young life. I fortunately have lived a lot of life and have seen a lot of things. And the thing I've learned, I've been in a position to where me and some of my young comrades going up, we've had great mentors and coaching. And I've witnessed that when you, when you have years and years of consistency of coaching and mentorship. And then it, it 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 fades out, and you don't have that anymore. And people start dropping off. Mm-hmm. That potential where you've seen those people have for all those years consistently, and it just drops off all of a sudden, it's because you no longer have that anymore. So people start straying away. So that's why I always try to stress to you with certain players, it literally might just be that, that might not be the perfect fit for them. So we talk about Azo, right? In this same vein of conversation, number two overall pick. I'm a fan of his. I think he's a dope baller, and he's a dude. He can ball. And when you watch him play, and even in recent times, this month, he's had multiple games dropping 30-plus a game. Balling. Yeah, he was hoping. That's yeah. my point. And every situation he's been dealt since coming into the league has been a shit situation. To the point where LeBron comes to L.A. And he goes, oh, no. Luke Walton, you got to get the fuck up out of here. Because you ain't shit. That's the coach Zoe got. So if everybody in Zoe's camp saying, oh, the coaching staff, they'll play him. And then 10 minutes in, they bench him. And he's benched for a whole quarter for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And LeBron gets, everybody's like, oh, Zoe's like, Bron gets it's like, yeah. He's some shit. Get him the fuck up out of here. You get him up out of here. Bron didn't want Zoe to leave. 
But at the same time, Braun operates a certain way. So you got to go. You know what I'm saying? But Zoe, is Zoe not assigned to his company, Clutch? Yes, he is. He's a dude. So now he's in the Pelicans. What happens again? His coach gets the fuck up out of there again. So now he's in a situation, number two overall pick. You in bad coaching experiences two times over. And now for the third time, and not just coaching, management. GM is getting the fuck up out of there. So now GM's the fuck up out of there. Two times over, your coaches is out of there. And now everybody's questioning you if you that dude. You that dude. Well, I'll say, I'll say this. Uh... Like, but I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You that dude? Because mm-hmm. this this goes hand in hand with the Kwame shit, and it, talking about bus. You that dude? So now they get a whole new coach, but the coach is an old school coach, old school mentality, back from the Jordan eras. Who we right? talking about? Talking about Zoe. Okay. But it's relevant to the fact that Kwame was a number one overall pick, Zoe was a number two overall pick, and we're talking about bus. Yeah. Some might yeah. consider Zoe to be a bust. I know Uncle Buck considers Zoe to be a bust, right? So that's like Kwame's like I don't think he's been in the league long enough. My point mm-hmm. exactly, but Uncle Buck considers him a bust. Kwame is kind of like early two thousand new school type of deal of this generation, but some consider a bust, what we're talking about. Zoe's like fresh right now if we're talking about what we consider mm-hmm. to be a bust. I don't consider Zoe to be a bust. He's okay. See, this is the first time he says he's okay. I've been saying he's okay. No, he's not. I, I, no, he said, I heard him say he's okay. Yeah. Uncle I, Buck has said I don't that, think he's held him to the standard you held Yeah, him because you said that he was going to be all-star. That's why I disagree with you. Um, he will be. He will be. You, you said by his fourth so, year. Where's his fourth year? Okay, by his fourth hold year. Hold on. Let's not get on that. Okay. Right, right, right. That's straight that. away. That's straight away because I can go on that too. But hold on, hold on. So now so now he's with this new coach mm-hmm. now the new coach has an old school mentality of doing things to the point where all these shows from FS1 to mm-hmm. ESP and all them saying I don't know if he's a good fit for this young team so now he has a system to where everybody's seeing it I don't know if it's a good fit to the point where these kids are just starting to go in rogue at this point it's like B.I. Brennan Ingram he's getting his Zion, he, I'm going to just go get mine. And then we see Flower Zoe, he can get you 33, 15 assists, and eight boards. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. If you're a bust and you were number two overall, I'm sorry. Like, if you're able to do that multiple games, you are not a bust. What he's showing you mm-hmm. is that what you, what you guys are trying to put me in, you're boxing me in. Don't box me in. Let me go. And they're boxing him in. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's all about where you go and where you land that considers you to be a bust. So, like, it's hard to tell with players, no matter what sport or what avenue in life you are. I saw something Urban Meyer said. If I can see a potential in you and I see how far you can take it, you can go to the edge. But then there's that point once you get to the edge, jump off the edge. And that's where you reach your full potential. And we've seen it. That's why I'm bringing up Zoe. He's jumped off the edge. And you see his full potential, what he can do. Are you capitalizing off that? So when you have guys like Kwame, the Zoes, and people like that who are high lottery picks, as Uncle Buck has said, but some might consider to be a bust and stuff like that based off their position in lottery draft picks, you've seen them jump off the edge. Capitalize off that. The problem is they don't do it because they're not competent enough from a organization standpoint 
or they're just not equipped. They're just not in the right system or scheme. Let me ask you this real quick, kind of doubling back on what Fish said. Is Darko Milicic a bust? Because I think that was more relevant because at the same time period, he was drafted in 03. 03, yeah. Two years after Kwame, and he had a hard-ass coach and hard-ass organization similar to the Wizards and, and brought up in that North Carolina mindset. Is he a bust? I'm going to be 100% honest. I really don't know much about Darko Milicic. Because he switched franchises, and he, he didn't do nothing when he was in Minnesota, the whole nine and stuff like that. Like, I think he's a bust. Yeah. But it's all about fit and scheme. And prior to this conversation, who's the one person I've always brought up to you? Do you even recall that? Derrick Rose. Now, you have Derrick Rose who goes to the Chicago Bulls. He's with uh, Thibodeau in Chicago. MVP season. Unfortunately, goes through a series of injuries. Thibodeau's no longer there. He no longer has his coach, and he bounces around the league. And everywhere he lands... But he's not a bust. But hold on, hold on, hold on. He won MVP. Well, but no, no, no. Be clear. He won MVP. He understand. That's what I'm getting at. And that's why I brought up mentorship and coaching. The right coaching seems everything earlier on. Under Thibodeau. After Thibodeau, what happened to him? The man was out the league. ACL. He cried in the middle of an interview when he was with the Minnesota Timberwolves that they had a 50-plus game night. And he said, I was out the league... No one believed in me. I was stuck in Cleveland after Cleveland dealt him to Utah. Utah cut him, and he was officially out the league. But he was still living in Cleveland. And he says, I'm in a gym in high school with my brother, and we're just shooting. And he says, no one believed in me. But every time he got with Thibodeau, Chicago, Minnesota, left Detroit, to get to New York, who was considered the was, worst team in the league. He was in Detroit, though. But, but hold on. But considered the worst. He left there to be ordered to New York. The worst team. One of the worst teams in the league. Hasn't seen the playoffs in eons. And who was there? Thibodeau. The right coach. The right system. The right scheme. And look at it. Every time he's with that man, right. magic happens. That's Derrick not- Rose always had the talent. Yeah. He always had the talent. But what happens when he's not with that coach in that system? He's st- but he still balled without the coach. He so did that, not. That, in Cle- let me ask you. In Cleveland, did he ball You're talking out? about one stop. Detroit, no. he was balling. That's why he had value. The Lakers were even after him. They just couldn't go ahead and get the deal straight. In Cleveland, was he... Let me ask you this. In Cleveland, was he balling out? No, so I'm, I'm making the time that's, right here. That's one stop. He didn't want to be It's not one he stop. Be it's there. not one yeah, stop he because be he got to Timber. He got to Minnesota. He balled out. But who was there in Minnesota? That's what she was not saying. Who was there in Minnesota? His coach, I'm saying Thibodeau. Okay, yeah. But, okay, so he you're balled, saying he, he didn't ball out in Cleveland, but he balled out in Detroit, though. Based off the confidence that he had coming off of the season with Thibodeau. No, and, and, that, yeah. and he balled out, mm-hmm. but this be clear. Even though he balled out, what happened? They made a path for another rookie to take over his position. Right? So what happened? So he sees that. He's like, yo, I'm still that dude. And nobody else is seeing. That's the point I'm trying to make. No one else is seeing. I'm that dude. So who sees it? Yo, if you can get over here into NY, we got a place for you. got a spot for you, so on and so forth. And what happened? He gets to NY. He wasn't even, like, really starting in New York, though. That's the thing, though. That, that's what it's, I mean. the, it's the culture shift of the scheme and schematics of how he fits under that coach. And that I want to say this, man. I want to say that, you know, uh, that... Because I, I, I'm in a stuck in because I, I believe that I, I'm more so on the side of Uncle Buck. I'm not gonna lie. Because, yes, you can be dealt a bad hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure a lot of players get dealt a bad hand. You 
what I'm saying, when it comes to their career, and that is something we don't mm-hmm. look at. I yeah. will take that into consideration. Yeah, and I do. When it comes to Kwame Brown, when it comes to you other... You definitely don't. <laughs> no, he, no, he definitely does no, not. Because no, I, I talk about it all the time, and he's like, no, you... If you if you no. draft the number one overall, step yeah. the fuck up. But no, but but that's the expectation though. Like so, okay. I get yeah. no, and I understand this. That, that's what I that's get. What I understand this. I get the expectation yeah. of what a number one overall pick and that's is. What I'm, that's what I was about to. But I mm-hmm. but this is the one thing we don't talk about. I also understand that if you are drafting number one, number one overall in any league, you are going to the shittiest organization. In that said league. That's the way expectations No, I also understand that. And if you are going to the shittiest organization in said league, no matter where you're being drafted at, the the amount of talent don't matter because if that organization... It does does matter. No, no, hold on. You're stopped. No, 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 hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Still got show up. Mm -hmm. So the Cincinnati Bengals, who is one of the shittiest teams in NFL, if they say they have year over year... They have the number one overall pick. It's the Bengals. Okay, you might say, I expect them to have the number one overall pick. But we know they have not been the competent organization ever. They have not. So if you know every year this incompetent organization is constantly drafting in the lottery, I don't expect anything from this player, no matter how good they are, because if the organization can't do right by you or their other players and your teammates, that's fine and dandy. Yeah. But if you got a uh, like yeah. AJ Green, they drafted AJ Green, and he and he faked injury for right. what three but, years. But is he? A, he's a still on the back a, end. On the back still end, he was a top receiver. Yeah, he was a top receiver when he was starting. And then also, if we're gonna be clear, Joe Joe Burrow's gonna win Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year prior to like he getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, but, they, but he, they, but he they did not have an O line to protect That's that said investment. They, 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 they but, but, to your, but, but to your point, that kind of diffuses what you're saying. They, How? they didn't have the infrastructure. You're saying like they need the infrastructure. That's to go my and point. Incompetency of as, as far as an organization. But if what you're we're drafting, saying is that when you're drafting that high, Joe Burrow exceeded that. He mm-hmm. was he was going to be rookie of the year before Joe. Um, I mean, before Herbert. That that that's a fact right there. Everybody across the land was saying that he was balling. He just got injured because. You know their old line was. That's because. That's we're because saying, we're not saying, and that was, we're not saying you wrong. Yeah, we're not exactly. To say you yeah. wrong, but we're but just saying like, there's expectations. Yeah, you get no, a high, I, I I get the expect, higher expectations when you number one. I get the ex, top. Five, I get the expectations, yeah. and even to your point as far as the Burrow stuff, I watched the NFL films audio of him, and that man was on fucking fire and running for his life. You know what I'm saying? And it's no, kind of like... We're not, we're not fright, no, it's, it's fright or flight. Balling. It, yeah. No, but it's fright or flight. You know what I'm saying? And and that has nothing to do... But fright or flight has nothing to do with skill set. It, it really doesn't. That, that's it called... Does. It, no, does. No, it does. No, it doesn't. That is called a rare breed. It's kind of like... But, th- but that's what you're expecting with number one. You're expecting someone... A rare breed. That, that's why, <laughs> that's, that's why, why number one. That's why I said what I said in terms of like franchise changer. Nah. Whether you call it rational or not, that's the expectation. That's what we're trying to get across. The expectation is when you draft someone at that position, you expect them to but change the, your franchise but because the draft it's so is, shitty. No, no, the draft is hit or miss, and every organization knows the draft is. It's, whether it's sports you're in, it's always that, hit or miss. And but, on top of that, what you're saying is, I can't consider perceptions reality. Hit, no, I can't. No, I, no, it's not. I can't. See it, it is. And when it comes to fan show for fanatics, is it not? That, you're, not, you're not thinking rationally. Your expectation is when I, if I'm my franchise has been in the doldrums, we're drafting supposedly nah. number one overall pick. This person's going to change our franchise. Goes, I remember we had a conversation about Zoe 
mm-hmm. like maybe two years ago, yeah. something like that. We was arguing, and me and Uncle Buck was telling you he wasn't good for that season. Yeah. But you were saying, give him three years, right? You were banking on potential, right? Yeah. Exactly. These organizations are like, we've seen what this young man can do. We are drafting you number mm-hmm. one. They're banking on potential, right? So they know their organization is the best. That's why they're number one. They get the number one draft pick. But we know what we've seen this on these highlights. So you're coming into so this organization. To your point, so now you are going to come in. Saying, and no, we're no, expecting no, 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 no Based on what you're saying, how I'm seeing, I see you as this. Magic firmly to this day, like in recent times, this year said... Zoe could clearly be. Oh, nigga, this is not a Zoe conversation. Yeah. No, 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 no. You made situation. a point. Right, you made a point, but yeah. I'm saying this to that point. Well, I keep going back to Zoe. I know, <laughs> but you brought him up just now off what I said. So <laughs> what right. I'm going is uh, to piggyback off your point about that is what Magic drafted him. Right. What is the one thing Magic tried to do? He tried to get Luke Walton out the door. Because he saw you're fucking up what I drafted. You're not using him right. And we know the whole money ball situation in baseball. I'm doing this whole scheme right here to get the best potential out of set players. You might not believe in these players, but I do. And you have to use these players in this exact manner. And if you don't, we're going to keep seeing the same bullshit we've been seeing. That coach, that manager wasn't doing it. And what happened? He had to go in there and fire the fucking manager. And then fire sell some of the players and get them out the door and say, use these motherfuckers like I said, use them. Magic Johnson tried to go to management and say, hey, get rid of him and use these people who I got how they need to be used. Mm-hmm. Management said, yeah, no. Magic was out. LeBron comes, who Magic brings in, and LeBron says, listen, he was blindsided by Magic, but then he goes, yo, yeah, this guy right here ain't that dude. Then the management goes, okay, yeah, they're out. So this whole Zoe point, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, look, it is a situation of sometimes, look, management, as you're saying, we're bringing you in because we want you to be that catalyst. Magic brought him in to say, you are that said catalyst. However, I need to clear a path for you to be set catalyst. He unfortunately couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. So to your point, you're making my point in a sense. No, they couldn't. No, I'm not going there. I'm not going there because I just made the point. Like but that's not what we're saying. No, 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 no. He got drafted high, mm-hmm. right? He goes into a system in a situation. Management, i.e., Magic Johnson, who's mm-hmm. in charge of that, said, "I trust you to be this." And you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to clear a path for you. He couldn't clear the path. You are making my point. Magic just couldn't clear the path for him. You're making yeah. my point that, yeah. he, that he's not, shouldn't have been a top pick. If he yeah, exactly. Accept it. The yeah. niggas that's in the top pick, they go into these systems and they can just fight through it and be who, that, that, that's who what they're we're supposed saying. to be. That's the expectation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, whether you, it's reasonable or not, that's the expectation with these top picks. No. Nah. It, it really is. That's what it's supposed to be, yo. Yeah, when you're drafting that high, it, it really is. Now it's unfortunate. Is it unfortunate? Yeah, I'm not saying it's fair. In these situations, yeah. no, it's we not talked fair, about early about we is. talked about early about this rat race and how it's unfair, right? Mm-hmm. 
every situation, every person isn't built for said situation. No, we understand that, but that's okay, what, okay, okay, okay. But that's that's the reality of life. No, and we, we talked about this expectation, right? This great expectation to do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, we said the reality is, yo, you just gotta take a step back. And look at your playing field in another. See, nutshell. but you're looking at it reasonably. No, they're not. Whoa, 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 whoa. But, I, I get that. I but, get but, that. I get that. But in hindsight, if we're talking talk, if this whole conversation from the start of this pod to now has been about looking at it, been reason, looking at life and reality reasonably, let's look at it reasonably. And that's what the whole Kwame thing's about. Look at it reasonably. Right. Listen, mm-hmm. this is a 17 year old kid who went to Michael Jordan. Does it mean he's a bust? It doesn't mean he's a bust because this is. Not the YouTube era. This is not the social media era. This is an era where if you make noise at 17 years old, there's been nobody who made. There's been few people who made noise at 17 years old. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Darius Miles, Kwame Brown, LeBron James, Daryl Dawkins. No, no, no. I'm talking about in this current era. This <laughs> no. current era, not from yester, yester, yester year. Mm. All right, this and out of all and out of all those people, Kobe and LeBron are the highest level of exception, right? But he still made it in that conversation. That's what I'm talking about. So is he a bust? He can't be if he's in that top five class. So of of conversation. So expectation of you mentally. And who knows what the protocols were? Because we know protocols get changed year over year over year. They they improve year over year. Who knows what the protocols for the NBA were back then as far as like mental tests and things like that on a kid back then? He probably mentally, physically ready? Yes. Mentally, was he ready? Probably not. As far as dealing with Michael Jordan. Not to say... Going somewhere else and some other team, but Michael Jordan mentally ready? Hell fucking no. But so does that so to our point, what considers a bust? Does that consider him a bust? That means that means Darko's not a bust from that, what you're that saying. Means, that's hard to fucking say. That means Darko's not a bust from what you're so, saying. I'm I just wanna say yeah. that when you say when you think of a bust, yes, I, Kwame Brown is a bust yeah. because of what the uh, perception of it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because what's a bust to you? But but he's hold on, hold on. Right. Before we get there, mm-hmm. 13 years in the league. When he's when he explained it to me, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But in reality, people are still going to think of him as a bust just because of where he was drafted and all that. So like, and when we're saying when you get drafted number one, two, three in that top ten, you have an expectation. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter your situation. People don't care about your situation because of where you're drafted at. You know what I'm saying? Just like you brought up the rat race again. Yo, if you uh you got to pay your light bill by the first of the month, you know what I'm saying? You lose your job. You feel me? You don't have no other source of income. You think they give a fuck about that light bill? No. They expect you to pay it. Just like if you get drafted to these teams, you know what I'm saying? They don't care about if you Jordan is there or uh, the coaching with the coaching is like. They expect you to produce because you're a top 10 pick. They expect you to produce. They don't care about the coaching and all that. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to show different. something. You got to show no. some type so of you got to show some type mm-hmm. of production as a top 10 pick mm-hmm. in these in the NBA, NFL, MLB, it's all different. these top 
leagues. You feel what I'm saying? They, pro- they expect you to produce. You know what I'm saying? You now can't even buy a drink at 17 years old. Explain like, to the average fan. But I'm not thinking about the fucking fans. But like, no, no, but that's your problem. Yeah, that's, you that's what we're too. saying. That's you not my to. problem. No, that's what the franchise is looking at. That that's what we're and trying that, to say. And, and that's the problem. Which is no, why it's not. Unfortunately, they, my they wizards the have been. They pay the bills. A bad organization from an executive standpoint. Up until now, shout out to Tommy Boy. Up until now, they've been a bad run organization. Period. So and I and oh, y'all oh, know oh, how oh. y'all know how I'm a Wizards mm-hmm. fan. I can admit that. So they are a bad franchise. But, right, cool. I mean, well, uh, what? Yeah. What? I still want to get what you think a bust is. Yeah, yeah exactly. What's a, what's a bust to you? A bust is somebody who goes into a good situation. No, but no, 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 no. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me no. Like, 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 listen. What's a bust? Don't tell me no about your asking the question. Go ahead, yo. Go ahead. And I'm answering the question. It's like no. That's not a bust. What's a bust? Okay, go ahead. My fault. I'll give you the best example of a bust. This is the best example of a bus. Mr. Trubisky. I will consider him a bust. From the Bears. From the Chicago Bears in football. Yep. The Bears organization drafted up, traded up to go get him. And they passed over Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. they, sure they mm-hmm. traded, I mean, yeah. they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Now, statistically, statistically, he's just on the edge of not being a bust. But the problem is, Patrick Mahomes was an MVP and won a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson is just a better baller. Than what he is. Okay. And when you have. A team. That since he's been there. Set up the way they are. And he hasn't led them. Because he's been afforded. Every opportunity to. There's been no holds barred. We haven't held you back. Since you've been here. To produce. And he just can't get them. Over the hump. You are a bust. In my opinion, a, and I know I keep using NFL players, but for me, in comparison to NFL versus NBA, like when you talk about that dude, and that's what we're talking about, the guy guy, the quarterback is that guy guy. A Dak Prescott to me, even though he just got the biggest payday in NFL, $40 million a year, like he's a bust because – even though they got him in the fourth round, what has he really done? And that's the fourth round. I'm, I gave you Mitchell. Jack's Trubisky. a bust. I get, he's a fucking bust. What? You drafted in the fourth round. He's a no, fucking bust. They hit on that. Yeah, nah. they did yeah, not. You, hit a, you, you think you, they hit on that? Yeah, a fourth round. He so he outperformed first rounders. Go ahead, is what you're our, saying. Go ahead in our fantasy. League, go ahead and draft that. That. Yeah. Right was, now, don't 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 fuck with him. Let him go ahead and auction him off. And let him get that. He was a top He's 10 a quarterback before he got injured. He's a fucking bust. That, that, that You're contradicting yourself. I'm not contradicting myself because a Kirk Cousins, if you look at his numbers, he's a top tier quarterback. Problem is, what does Kirk Cousins do year in, year out? Are, are, are you going to bank your house on Kirk Cousins? I did one fantasy league. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. He was he was he was nice. He was nice. Uh, one he, point. He's nice. Mm-hmm. Statistically, he's nice. But in reality, we're talking about reality. Are you going to bet the house on him? No. Okay. That, that's that. that. Make him a bust? Mr. Eight and Eight. That's that. And now you have a new conference and division. I'm sorry, a new division where it ain't the same old, same old. That can't be that. So this year is his year more than ever. He got to step it up. But what I'm getting at is. Dak's not a bust. Yeah, he's not. What is, I'm he, get, is he whoa, top 15? What, what, what I'm getting at is. Okay, stick to Mitchell. What I'm getting at is that's who I would consider a bust. Somebody who's afforded every opportunity. You get drafted in a great situation and you just can't get over the fucking hump. That is what's considered a bust. Now, if you're talking about a kid who is drafted into a shit situation, a shit situation, and you can't get over the hump, and we don't always see, as a fanatic, as I say, the behind-the-scenes situations, mm-hmm. as Kwame said in his multiple videos, yeah, I've been quiet, and I don't say shit, and y'all don't know the behind-the-scenes. If I would have come out as an 18-year-old kid talking about, well, Mike said this and did this, da, 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 da. y'all would have looked at me like crazy. He says, I ain't fucking up my check. Smart kid. That tells me right there he's a smart fucking kid. So if I see you a smart fucking kid, you made noise in the not social media area to get era to get drafted number one overall. You a smart dude. You mm-hmm. competent. You can play. So it's hard for me to consider him a bust if there's no there's there's nothing really to go off of. You're going off of Gilbert Arenas' word, who honestly, well, Gilbert worked his way up to being that dude. You know what I'm saying? So Kwame did. Kwame, well, Kwame came in as that dude, as a 17 year old kid. So that's what I'm saying. A bus, you went to the wrong situation, and sometimes it's like. And I get, I, I under, and the, I'll say this. I'm on record to say, I get what you two are saying. If you're drafted that high. There's an expectation to be meant that have that mental fortitude to block out all noise and say, fuck reality. That's what you're asking them to do. But in hindsight, like. No, I'm just asking to produce. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. It's not asking to produce. It's not asking to produce. It is. It's it is. not. It's not because. I'm not asking him to win a championship. I'm not even asking yeah. him to win an MVP. Just put the numbers up of because a number what, one draft pick. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, I heard his audio. He said he's in high school, and he knows he's going to the league. He knows he's going high, and he said he's in training. He has to avoid parties and so on and so forth. He talked about how hard mm-hmm. it was and stuff like that. He gets to Minnesota, and he's he's Kevin Garnett. He's a guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's that dude, but what's happening? Nothing's happening, right? He's Kevin Garnett, but... What's happening? There's no chips. There's no nothing. He leaves that situation. And that's the point I'm trying to make. He leaves that situation. What happens? Goes to Boston. A whole new... That's after 13 years, though. That's different. No. But, but that's the point. Like but but, but to, your, yeah. to that point I'm trying to make. Like no, no, Kevin, no. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. No, no. Right there. Right there. <laughs> he just said it. Right there. That's what I'm trying to say. You just said how many years? Garnett? As far as like 13? 13 years in a shit situation. But he was already an all-star. But I, I get that. 13 years in a shit situation until he goes to the right situation. No. 
and then he makes it happen. No, but I, that's I the point. That's that, like, but that's not that's yeah. not Kwame. I think the argument just got. I think not the yeah. argument. I think the topic just got yeah, all yeah, types of ways because yeah. Kevin Garnett. If you're gonna use his name, you're proving our point because for 13 years he was productive, very productive. Yeah, outside of one year, years. the second year his he team made, was it. What, yeah. he oh, was. Oh, you said it. His team was it. So what's right. the overall goal in this? But you just what's said you just said he goes to makes a bust. Yeah, he You said he go to a good situation. But you also said before that they went to shitty situations. Trubisky, he had a he had a situation where they made yeah. they made the playoffs. Yeah. Well, we about to cut it off. Yeah. Trubisky <laughs> made the playoffs. He made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And look, one field goal kick away in one year, right, from being even better as a record. But in the day, if the team ain't producing, it don't matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? Football, because football and basketball apples and oranges, though. It's not because if 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 you're in a situation, people talk about Kevin all day about that. Talk about LeBron James about that. Even LeBron in his earlier years as a rookie, no matter what he did to get the Cleveland Cavaliers to where they got to, it didn't matter. Why? Because they didn't win a chip. Did he win rookie of the year? Yeah. It didn't matter because he didn't win a chip. He took to the championship. We're though. not talking about that. We talking but about what? We're talking chip. about people that are busts. Yeah, we're not talking about what they did with their team, and the fact that you can't name someone in the NBA show proves our point and stuff about Kwame. He didn't live up to expectations. He had a good career. I'm clear about that. But in the same vein, he's viewed as a bust because of the expectations hyped or heaped upon a number one overall pick. That's all I'm saying. And I don't want to. Hey, look. Yeah. No disrespect. Yeah. To, look, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want that smoke. Yeah. Please. I want to be clear about that. I'm five seven. I'm not gonna put this on on them. This is Uncle Buck speaking. I don't Kwame. want that. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> yeah. Look. Man. I think he would have been a better player if you look at the law of averages. Thirteen years in the NBA, number one overall pick at seventeen years old. I think the law of averages shows that. Hey, if you looked at that number. He would have been a better player had he started off elsewhere. He might even, have. Yeah, even, no, yeah even, we're not even, denying that. Even by his I'm, fourth year, he became that dude, right? Even if he just grew and like developed right. over those first three seasons, by year four, he might have been with another team. But he became that dude. Look at Giannis. See Steph Curry. See a number of players, right? By year four, they become that dude. If that had been Kwame... I think we would have had a different story. The problem is he went to Mike first. Yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. We're just yeah. going up. Look, again, we're not disrespecting Kwame, mm-hmm. right? We just, Y'all I'm, are. I'm not. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're yeah. just going off of I asked, what a bus. Look, you trying to avoid the ass. Secondhand smoke. I don't want one either. Yo. <laughs> yeah, me I guess either. this is all secondhand smoke. <laughs> like, like I said, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want no smoke at all. Yo. You know what I'm saying? This is all secondhand. We just had, we just had a whole conversation about peace of mind and stuff. Yeah, right. we're going <laughs> off, pacifists. We're going off of what, you know, of the eyes of the average people who say what a bust is, and then we're talking about mm-hmm. the people who watch the NBA, watching the games, watch the drafts, and most of them are idiots. To be real about it, no, say it. say, that. say it. No. You know it to be. Yeah, every, most, you want me to get my ass whooped by everybody then? Most of them are idiots. Most you want, of them you want him after one six foot eleven dude or a whole mob <laughs> of, of individuals or whatever? That's on him. I can't win for shit. Yeah, that's exactly. You lose, lose. But the reality is, most people are idiots. Just be clear. It's, especially the fandom world, Listen, they're mostly idiots. I want to live in the world that you live in. To the man. fact that the, the <laughs> Eagles have a jail cell under their stadium, they're mostly idiots out there. That's the fact. So the Nationals I, do too, don't they? I, <laughs> yes, they do. I can confirm that. I can definitely I'm gonna say confirm that. that. <laughs> 
Most stadiums do, yo. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it, it's just the it's just a world we live in. You know, perception versus reality. That's it. And then, yo, no one gives a fuck, yo. Let me just be. No one cares about other st- people's stories, yo. Especially when you're number one. But see, and then, that, but and see, I'm not saying but, but I'm not that, saying if that's good or bad. Oh, oh but but, but you I'm not have, saying if it's good. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Talk of a No, no, you don't. And they talk of a bus. No, you don't. In that talk of a bus. This is that field that when you're in that John, when you're in that field, when you're in that spotlight. You know you have high expect. You know it's a high expectation if you're drafted number one overall. Depend- do do not, you report? Don't matter, it don't matter if the GM was Y'all good. Y'all saw draft day that Yo, movie. Do it, you report? It don't matter if the GM was good. The, if the coaching back the, yeah. from the outside looking in. You have you're already out the gate. Have a high expectation. Then Michael shouldn't have dropped man. That's what I said. Michael shouldn't have drafted that high. He admitted. He, he admitted that. He, he he's on record admitting that he said he wanted to draft Paul Gasol, but he was worried about public sentiment. So even he was shook by like what the public was going to say about him and stuff like that. Once again, perception is reality. The fact of the matter is, again, what so even what's though Michael said this kid wasn't ready to be drafted number one, number one overall, and he did it anyway, mm-hmm. you're still going to hold him to that for underperforming. Yes. Being, now, if that's not the most fuckery I've ever heard, I don't no, know because, what it is. Because the I'm fact sorry. of the matter is, he still, he still knew that he was going to be drafted high. Whether it's number one or top five, he knew he was going to be drafted high. Once again, all this is on record. It's not like public, you know, hidden from the public. They all knew this going into the draft and stuff. What song you want to end off with? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, you said I, I, I was too hot last time, so go ahead and go ahead and do. Uh, what are we doing? Fucking. You want uh, some chill, right? Uh, you know, you, you know how Uncle Buck be. He want to play like some goddamn <laughs> play some fuck? bone duck. No, <laughs> oh blessings. He what's play some um, little John and shit? What's the uh West Side Gun? What's the old boys? Which one? Pray uh, Paris. Nah, let blow. Let something. Let Dej Libla. What the? What fuck are you talking? Let Dejoliba. Oh, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking. I gotta look at my whole West Side collection. Yeah, it's L E. L yeah, spell it out. L E space D J O Liba. What album? What's, what's album? Nigga, I don't know. Let me see. Is there artwork? What's on? Is Lay Dejo Liba? I'm see. spelling <laughs> it. What artwork? Lay Dejo Liba. Pray for Paris. Okay, thank you. There it is, right here. I see it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. We're about to be here for another hour and a half. Like, nigga, what are you? What? Dijon Mustard. Dijon. Dejonay. That's why I love you. Yo, I love you, yo. You know what I'm saying? I love you. Get, come on, man. I'm going to hug you when we stand up. Yo. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't reach across the table. We can't do all that. You know what I'm saying? All right. We about to get up out of here. Uh, Kwame Brown, don't whoop our asses. We just—it was just a topic. Yo, goddamn. He like, I—I I know where I live. I used to live in the area. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, y'all fuck ass boys, man. Y'all want to talk about another man? Fuck y'all. Shout out to Giz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring the hookah up there, and I'm gonna smoke y'all. Hey, look, real. if you want to smoke some hookah, come on, bro. <laughs> come on the show. We can smoke some hookah, and don't whoop our asses, please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bring some cherry Milo. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know what I look like, um, you know, I'm bald, I'm light skinned, I have a mustache with a goatee, <laughs> small goatee. 
<laughs> I'm about uh, hey, how tall are you? <laughs> five ten, I'm five four. <laughs> about a buck thirty. Basically, I'm Tory Lane, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dark skin, dreads. <laughs> just make a, just gotta create a whole new yeah. face for on the streets. They call me Tron. They don't know what we look like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, man! Who I got them out right? <laughs> B B B Big Buck Brand, Big Buck Industries is in the building. Who I got in front of me? Okay, good. Hey, shout out to A Martin. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to B Prince. Uh, this your boy Fish Montana, aka El Pesco. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Not a podcast. N O T T A podcast. Hit us up on Gmail. This ain't no podcast at gmail.com. I G. This ain't no podcast. Put that at in front of that. Look, great episode from us, you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all listen, like, subscribe, all that. What side? Take us out. They think I sold my soul, sold my soul. Front row, to a blow show. This nigga goat, this nigga goat. Had a nigga tap dancing on the blow, dancing on the blow.